during this fight, I've seen a lot of changes. The way you felt about me and the way I felt about you. What I'm trying to say is that if I can change, Я думаю, что каждый должен изменить. Вы можете измениться. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, uh, I think, what is this in the tin? It's best film ever. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. Hey. And Liam just rocked out significantly <laughs> to, so much so that Pip came over and was like, I want to be part of the celebration. <laughs> he certainly did. And that's fitting because Pip's oh. in his Christmas jumper. It's our Christmas party episode. It is. So we're dropping this, as per usual, we drop something on Christmas Christmas Eve Day, I think, is typically what we've done the last few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were sitting there going, "What are we going to do for? Uh, what are we going to do for for Christmas Eve this year? Because we'd done Die Hard before, we did Muppet Christmas Carol before. It's like, well, what are we? What are we going to do? And uh, it sort of turned out to be. It's also uh, an anniversary, isn't it? Of this, is it? Um, I don't know. I mean, sure. It uh, the reason I say this is because recently, in the last few months, I follow um, Stallone on Instagram. Is it Instagram? One of these uh, you're the one who follows him, so you tell me. One, one of these platforms, anyway. And he's been doing a different cut, a director's cut. Yes, he has. Cut that was, of, I think it was 2021. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's the 35, fifth year, I think, there. Oh, okay. That's probably yeah. where I saw it so then. That's probably that. I, I got something was, in my notes. He was that. doing a cut for it, yeah. yeah, yeah some drastic changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they did film multiple angles. He took stuff. out like 30 minutes of footage. So he added 35, 40 minutes of footage. Yeah. But the films were like two minutes longer because they cut that much stuff from it. Oh, wow. So I'd love to see. I have a note about that. But just for, I'll jump ahead. We're reviewing the theatrical release. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. I hope we all watch the same one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I watch whatever's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that was the theme. I, I don't think that's released yet. Anyway, I think he's going to make it a big thing. I think you could rent the theme. I'm not sure. I thought that there was an option to rent the other one. Was it? I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, we're here because Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Ooh. Christmas. As we record this, it's unusual for us. We're usually around a 6 p.m. recording time. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe if we get, you know, super ambitious, a 4 p.m. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> time. That's intentional. That's so I know it's the, it's, it's it's all the Christmas messages. They're all red. Yeah, because they're all Christmas. That's cool. But it, it looks. It, it looks like something's it, broken. It looks quite evil. Actually, <laughs> it looks like it's like, like error, 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 error. It should be red and green. Yeah. So Pip yeah. is sorry. I didn't make it aesthetically pleasing for you. <laughs> Pip, keep tapping me on the shoulder. <laughs> So as a result, we're recording this just after uh, 10.30, close to 11 a.m. So it's not too often we do a morning recording session. So Pip's full of energy, we've discovered. He is full of energy. I just see if he's just going to talk into the phone. Usually we have alcoholic beverages or or soft drinks of variety types. It's cups of tea all around today. Cups of tea. You're just Canadian style. You know what? We're we're, we're, we're an English-based podcast. I think it's only fair. Georgia, how do you take your tea? Um, Milk and two sugars. Milk and two sugars. Yeah. 
Okay, as it comes. And Liam, you're 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 the same on that. Same, but strong, strong, strong. Builders to you, yeah. None of that weak stuff. Yeah, Um, and mine is it is Canadian style, as as it's been known to be called around here. I've got uh, usually it's 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 milk and one sugar. I've got a cup that was given me by neighbor of the podcaster uh, Debbie. Hey, Debbie. Who gave me this giant Canada mug, so it fits two cups of tea. Cut it off. It doesn't mean you need two tea bags. Yes, it does. That amount of vodka. Oh, no. <laughs> no, hang on. No, Seriously. I hate that so much. No, but That's why wouldn't wrong. you? Why, why wouldn't you? Wouldn't that, wouldn't, if you've doubled the amount of water, you need double the amount of tea bags. Everything would be doubled. That's how science works. Well, I don't know no, if that's like, double mine, though. Look. You just, if you leave it in, it's okay. It's not double that one anyway. That's like, no, that's like that's, tea. It's a bit. Oh, no, I bet you that is. Mine's if we pour about yours. If we pour that out, no, no, no. I bet no, you this is nah. easily double that. No, because nah. that's almost as wide and like okay. two yeah, thirds. Yeah, yeah. We will do. <laughs> we have some pretty petty moments over the pot. <laughs> yeah. But I am going to take a picture of this because I do stand that mine has double the volume yours does. See, I think it's, it's taller double, and it's, it's also got, got double the volume mine has. But yeah, I don't yeah, think it's double yeah. the volume of Liam's. No. Okay, so we do have the kind of like a, a, <laughs> a, a Goldilocks and the Three <laughs> have, Bears yeah. thing going on here. Because my mug's definitely the biggest one of the three. So my mummy bear then. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I'll do. When we're done, I'm going to get the measuring cup out. Are you going to? And we, yeah, I, 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 oh, I'm 100% in on this. Oh, you know nice. me. <laughs> Absolutely. So we will measure George's. We will. So we'll take a picture of the three mugs. We'll put them up on the Patreon. We'll put them up on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we might even dust off the Instagram. Ethan hey. said he's going to take it over, so oh, all right. Okay. So Ethan, it, Ethan said he'd take it over. So, <laughs> so Hermes, come to you Hermes, here's your check, buddy. You want to see what, what what Ethan does in the pod? Yeah, yeah, check, yeah. Subscribe to the Instagram page and see and see kind of how active uh, he is, because I bet you the answer's not very. So uh, there is that. So now that we've talked about our cups of tea, but I do uh, tea bag left in. Yeah, that's yeah, kind you of can- do, you do, yeah. And it's called Canadian style, or at least we've called it Canadian style here. I think it's mostly because if you go to like a Tim Hortons or something like that, mm-hmm. and you ask for the tea bag out. You're basically just buying water with milk. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it's all about speed, right? So it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was first working there, they said, you just do this and gone. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. As you somebody who likes a cup that. of tea, that's not what you're ordering. No. That's not what you think you're getting. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I'll tell you what, what I didn't think I was getting was you two being away last week. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeez. No, you knew I wasn't here last Watch week. Watch okay, Yeah, you, you had like three months advance warning on that one. I did, I did. Yeah. I did. Dude, I was seriously ill. Yeah. I was delirious. Yeah, we we <laughs> discovered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my mistake. Um, on that note, uh, but we, that was an episode on Scrooge. Are you ready for this? Yeah, Scrooge is now our lowest ranked movie of all time. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And that was mainly the Patreon. Wow. Reverend Bruce and uh, his lovely wife both gave it twos. Wow. So even though uh, I think it was, was it Dwayne Smith? I think Dwayne Smith gave it a 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it dragged it all the way down. <laughs> wow. So I, I gave it a six and a half. Like I didn't think it's, it's nowhere near the worst movie. I, I think no. Empire Records was worse this year. If you want to talk all time, I mean, Howl's Moving Castle still got a price to pay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Like stuff like this. But thankfully, it does mean that train spotting gets bumped up a little bit higher each time yeah. one of these goes underneath uh, I see. it. see. There we are. Are you telling me that Scrooge is a better movie than train spotting? I don't know. I've not seen Scrooge. Oh, you don't see Scrooge. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> I think well, nobody, no <laughs> nobody in the world is going to say that Scrooge is a better movie than, well I guess maybe Dwayne Smith and his 10 out of 10 but, yeah, <laughs> there we are. I would probably prefer it to Trainspotting let's be honest well I'll tell you what I prefer to Trainspotting that's our Patreon backers hey, hey, hey. I'm talking about Reverend Bruce hey. Julene All right. Hermes oh, oh, oh. new patron James de Guzman Lena Oberholzer hey. Katie McRae yeah. Edson Ian Davies All right. Chris Peterson yeah. Randall Silva Ooh. Dwayne Smith. That's, That's what I'm talking about. 
the Heatmeister. <laughs> yeah. Nate the Great. Woo. Andy Dixon. Hell yeah. Holly Callen. Come on. Hey, it's Christmas. Deck the halls with, with Holly Callen. Sorry. Neither one of you can get that right. I did it right. Did you? This yeah. time? Okay. Oh, you got to Okay, sure. Do that again. Deck the, the halls with Holly Callum. <laughs> deck the boys. I don't know why you're not just doing deck the halls with boughs of Holly. We talked about this last time because Holly Callum fits. Yeah, yeah. But okay. But the, the, deck- we don't. Because if I do boughs of Holly, nothing's changed about the song. I've done nothing to make yeah, but it her unique. Her name is Holly. That's okay. So we're not saying boughs. Oh. We're saying. No, deck the halls with, yeah, with Holly Callum. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, take three. Never, no one's ever gotten this much of a shout well, out really, before. Really, really I don't know if it's positive me. or negative. Though. It really frustrates me that the, the, the Holly is in the okay, song, okay. but it's. There we go. Back the halls with Holly Callan. Sorry, I didn't mute you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mute myself for the rest of it then. Someone, oh, someone's got to be Ethan this oh. week. Um, anyway, Holly Cow. <laughs> Jeezy. What a hell of a. With a fish on our bike. Richard. Woo! And the cool cat himself, Ryan Kukats. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting us do this thing. And I, I was thinking today, um, I just I do most days, but I was thinking specifically today on the idea that it's almost been a year since we launched the Patreon. Yeah. Wow. And I was talking to someone else who got a hold of me and said, hey, you guys seem to have done all right with your Patreon launch. And I went, hey, thanks. We, we, we think it's gone pretty well, actually. It's down and, to you guys. And they've said, can we? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I just got to pick your brain on it. And I'll talk about the concept and the thought behind the podcast all day long. It's one of my favorite things to, to sort of speak on. Yeah. Of course. And we think about, like, how we kept sort of delaying and delaying and delaying and going, not yet, not yet, not yet. It's not right. It's not time. It's not right yet. And then you, you, you go live, and I remember George and I firing messages back off when we had people on day one sign up. Yeah. Because we thought it was a very real fear. We'd put it out there. And oh, yeah, 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 And definitely. it would just be like this tumbleweed would go by. Shh. And we'd try and sell on the podcast, and it would go, cricket, oh, cricket. no. Cricket. And it would just sort of leave. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's very humbling that we have such a lovely community. Absolutely. As part of the pod. Thank you so much. Who helps us keep the lights on at the Studio of Awesomeness and helps the pod be self-sustaining, which is lovely. It's helped us upgrade Liam's microphone this year. Which is phenomenal. Thank you. So uh, thanks a lot, everybody. George is uh, on set for 2023. Getting her a new mic. Woo! I still want want a head mic. (laughs) George has got a shopping list. I like it. We'll have to do some research and see if we can get a head mic that goes into an XLR output. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. The problem is, because then you start like sneezing and stuff and moving your head, but the problem is... Oh, no, I'm very good at covering a head mic. I'm used to doing that on stage. That's fine. I can do that. Jeez. (laughs) I've worn one all week. I can't wait for the great disaster where two weeks later we go, yeah, we're back to the the (laughs) handheld. Turns out Georgia couldn't make it work. (laughs) Georgia can make it work. All right. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. Where we made it work this week, we were were top 25 podcast in Finland. Wow. This week. And we did... Santa's listening in Lapland. And I'll say this. We we were a top 50 podcast in the United Arab Emirate for the first time. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. Mm. A little bit weird considering all the stuff that's happened with uh, yeah, Joe Lysa and yeah, whatnot. Because yeah, yeah, Joe yeah, Lysa's yeah. just got in trouble for, uh, for it's been revealed that he's done some gigs. Oh, has he? Out in the Middle East in the areas where he was sort of criticizing Beckham for doing it. Ah, see. And he's gone, well, I, I did write about it in my autobiography. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't mean you, you get away with this no, sort of double no, standard no, thing. No, because if you're then going to, if you, that in that first initial video, he would, needed to preface it with, I've done this, I shouldn't have done this, yeah, this is think, why I'm doing this. I think Joe yeah, Lyson's yeah, come yeah. off really badly in this. And he the has. sad part is, like, he had the easiest stance in the world. Yeah. 
I don't think, because everyone was on board going, you know, the severe human rights violations that are going on in, yeah. in Qatar. We should be against this. And somehow he fumbled this so badly. <laughs> so badly. Jeez. Do you know the funny thing, though, right? This is the first time I wasn't behind England winning the World Cup. Because you didn't want to be this one, no. did you? Who did actually win? Argentina oh, a- ask, ask Ethan. I don't know. <laughs> Ethan, our new football player. <laughs> Ethan's not here. He'll be laughing on the end of this. Oh, my word. Uh, oh, yeah, so uh, Ethan's, yeah, his family's had a bit of a personal thing, so that's why Ethan's not with us. Yeah. This week, wish him nothing but the best. We love you, buddy, and we'll see we you. We do. We'll see you. Sending all our love and hugs. Yeah, and we'll see you when we come back in the new year. So this will be our last episode before, because everyone's getting the podcast episode early on Christmas Eve day. Yep. Yeah. You won't get next Tuesday, so the next time you hear from us, it'll be 2023. Wow. Yeah. Welcome to the future. So, I mean, as traditional on the BFE Christmas special, what we've got here is we've got some lovely audio well wishes, some carol singers, I believe I framed it as, and we even received a Christmas card from someone as well, so we'll read those out as we go through. Cool. Um, So there we are. So let's do, oh, whoops, I'm on the wrong page because I got to do some of these first. Let's do some reflections and corrections, and we got to start with... There's a mistake now you guys were here last week so i announced that in 2023 i want to start a competition with the person who catches the most mistakes yep we'll send them some sort of a prize <laughs> maybe we got like a fact check corner t-shirt made oh, up and we'll cool. send it out their way i think that'll be all right the Herb, original fact check corner yeah, yeah. original fact check corner was yeah. georgia so um so hermes is first one in the pool i'm like i do want to tell me you're, you're a week early for the competition <laughs> I just want to say that. But uh, I made a comment about, there was a Richard Pryor joke about someone being on fire. And I said uh, he was speedballing. And I was just from memory. It's freebasing, Hermes. So I do want to establish it as freebasing, not speedballing was the joke. Thank you very much. Mm. Next one. There's a mistake. I think I'm late. <laughs> this one's on me. Oh. <laughs> I made a reference to a movie called Spider-Man Civil War. That movie does not exist. No. That sounds no. like a well would, of a crossover. Would you believe it? No one caught that. <laughs> I listened to it. I went, oh, that's a yellow button moment yeah, <laughs> for yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. So caught myself on that one. So. That's one of my favorites. Captain America Civil War. Captain America Civil War is a great very, movie. Very it's one we film. will. We've done. I was actually the other day. We've done surprisingly little Marvel. Yeah, we've not done. It's, I think it's because we did the series. Is is is. So it felt like we've done more Marvel. Than Maybe we, we didn't want have. to become just. And everybody else does Marvel. Yeah. That's the one thing is that everyone does Marvel. Did you Did you mention about Henry Cavill being dropped as Superman? No, we didn't talk about that. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to get through the things. We can do two minutes on that. That's fine yeah, by me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we got to deal with this one first. There's a mistake. I think I made. So Liam sent along some notes last week, Georgia. <laughs> monumental mistake on the film. Right. And uh, and and he did acknowledge. That he hadn't seen the film yet, mm-hmm. or hadn't seen the film. Sorry, hadn't seen the film. Yet, hadn't seen the film fresh yeah, before yeah, to this yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But when we got to about a year or two, there since. was a bunch of references to the Titanic, right? And Ethan and myself and Kirsty. Oh, who we just should give him a giant shout out. Kirsty joined us last week. Oh, hey, Kirsty. There'll be more about her in a minute. But uh, and we're sitting there going, "What is Liam on about?" Like more than usual. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and he made a reference mm-hmm. not once, but like it made it made his random word. It made his like verdict at the end. And I'm like, that was the only two bits though. Yeah, but it was like, it was top and tail. So we're like, yeah. what is he talking about? Yeah. And I went, Liam, and I said, which part of the movie is this from? And he went, oh, it's the ghost of Christmas past when he's driving him around. Yeah. So one morning I got up and rather than get ready for my day or plan, you know, a little bit extra for my lesson, I just rewatched that section of Scrooged <laughs> and went to, li- basically just me just hitting the, the, the 10 second forward button on Amazon going, 
what are you talking about? There's nothing about the Titanic. And it turns out you got to confuse with a different Bill Murray film. Yeah, Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2. Dude, I was delirious. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Well, in my defence, <laughs> here's a Bill Murray movie, and that is a bit spooky. And, and it has ghosts in it. <laughs> but I was, I was proper real, and I apologise. But oh, I didn't want to leave you guys hanging, because I did only tell you, like, the like, morning of. I'm like, how old is Frank? <laughs> no. What when is Scrooge? What time is Scrooge set? No, 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 no. They have like, this thing in. Well, I've, I've set re- in the eighties. He goes back to fifty-five. I, I, cause okay. Because when 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 Ian said about it, I was like, "Look, I need to go and find this because I swear, God, this happened." I am not this crazy. So I went and looked for it. Could I find it? No, I couldn't find it. I thought, why would they edit this out? So I just. <laughs> I spent a good, what, 15, 20 minutes just trying to find no it. And then I found it was in Ghostbusters 2, and I was like, you twat. I even Googled, like, I brought up the screenplay last week. I, I, I found it online while we were recording. I typed in Titanic. I'm like, there's no reference to Titanic No, no, this. no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, man, I was so ill, right? And I started, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. And then I couldn't. Every now and then, we do a movie that's obviously near and dear to someone's heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and last week uh, it was Scrooge, and it's very close to our friends over at Scriptical, uh, who, do, who do a fun little pod. They're doing Christmas Vacation for their I think oh, Christmas Eve fantastic. episode. So go check out two Aussies talking about Christmas Vacation. Imagine if we'd have done that as well. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Um, they said, um, and there's a lot of it. I have a deep love for this Christmas movie, so I'm having a hard time with all the criticism. Kind of ironic considering the film itself is a fairly cynical look at a Christmas mm. Carol itself. Smiley face. Oh, by the way, I always assume the ghost dolls that I'm going to call. Claire. There was this idea of, are you guys understanding the film? Because it's the ghosts who do this and the ghosts. I mean, I understood the film. I just don't think we like the film as much as you guys necessarily. And we know it's hard when someone comes for your favorite film. Uh, Liam, you've had this experience with. Uh, Rocky. Well, Ro- Ro- Rocky was, was Rocky was a rocky road. Greece. <laughs> uh, bullet. Yeah. And, uh, of course, my favorite, The Crow. I thought I was actually quite, I was quite respectful for The Crow. Yeah. That's because I wasn't there. Direct the DVD, maybe, but yeah, which I still, I still claim if he doesn't die, direct the DVD movie. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But I think that's still been a cult movie. It's still one of the, see, I give that a six out of ten. to my heart. Because I, give, I give that a six. I gave Scrooge a six and a half. So this like bottom worst <laughs> movie ever for Scrooge, that ain't on me. No, no. Because I don't no. think it is the worst movie we've done. Ever. No, I wasn't here. it's not on me. No. No, I think it's... It probably would have been worse. It's heavily on Kirsty, Ethan, and the McCrays. That's who it's on. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, on that note, Kirsty got a lot of praise last week. Uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Uh, Reverend Bruce mentioned that it was positive, And then a couple specific shout-outs. One from Hermes. Also just wanted to say Kirsty was a great addition who should swing by more often. If she gets a better microphone, I'm 100% on board with that. <laughs> but, oh, I was like, my ears are bleeding editing that. And it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just... I'm used to a nice dulcet tone. What was it like having a uh, brother and sister? And uh... well, I'll tell you what, Andy Dixon. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a couple here. Uh, Andy Dixon says really enjoyed this week. Kirsty's reaction to Ethan interrupting his own point with the World Cup update <laughs> <laughs> was great. Uh, is Ethan replacing the Doctor Who? Who do you think you are with soccer specials? <laughs> Da, 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 This is Sports Center. Um, he goes on to say, also thought Ian was delighted at having Kirsty there to acknowledge his references about explanation. Oh, there we That go. was good. There we I go. would make references, and it wasn't either the age factor I run into with uh, Georgia or Ethan yeah, yeah. or the uh, geographical boundary yeah, yeah, sometimes. Because, yeah. you know, Brit- no, Brits and, and Canadians are going to have different uh, frames of reference from growing up. Uh-huh. Different yep. bands, different songs, different mm-hmm. experiences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was all right. 
Um, and so, uh, but Ethan for Argentina, good shout out there. Well done. He did actually pick it right in the end. Yeah. He'll never let us forget it. Oh, did Argentina win, did they? Argentina did win. Okay. Didn't he stand by Cameroon, though? No, Cameroon didn't go very far. Oh. Morocco? Morocco, Morocco, maybe? Yeah, he was yeah, cheering yeah. pretty hard for Morocco. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? But he like me, he was cheering more for himself to be right. <laughs> I fully acknowledge and appreciate that. Um, let's do some general shout out, shall we? First off, Tattoo Squid Pod. Tattoo Squid Pod. Squids? Yep, they've shouted us out and vice versa a number of occasions. I like so squids. thanks a lot, guys. That's squids in. Uh, pretty light list because it's a very short week for us this week. Mm-hmm. So want to give a shout out to Gift of the Week. Lots of Gift of the Week options. Uh, Russell the Posty, Hermes, who did a great one from Shawshank Redemption. Cool. Andy Dixon, who had like a Bowser and the Wizard from like the uh, Mario Brothers games, That's like cool. fighting what and stuff toys. Huh? What was the word? What was the word? It was miracle. Miracle. Not Titanic. A Christmas miracle. No, Liam wanted to be Titanic, but I want miracle because A, it's a heavily featured and Scrooged, and B, Ethan had just done a miracle by Argentina winning. So yeah. that was a fitting one. I like that. It's um, a miracle. Chris Peterson did a it's Rugrats a one. I got news for you, Chris. If you ever throw any Rugrats my way, you are never winning anything with that. I hate that show. <laughs> I hate Rugrats too. Uh, Anthony and Davies uh, did some Star Trek. Jordy LaForge gets a haircut. Dwayne Smith with Festivus from uh, Seinfeld. It's a Festivus miracle. Scriptical did uh, a band singing, All I Need is a Miracle. <laughs> All I need. Do you know who that is? I'd, I'd look it up. Mike and Mechanics? Very good. Come on. I asked Alexa, and, and, and she went on. and was like, She listed each member of the band, and I was like, I don't know. What, is this like a list of people who have covered it? <laughs> and I went, Mike and the Mechanic. I'm like, oh, okay. Say it loud. Say it here, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. New one, David Hunter, with I think it was an Aussie football scoreline, which would have meant something if I followed Aussie football. Oh, okay. I'm telling you right now, if someone had posted the, the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots that year in the, in the, yeah, in the Super Bowl, that was great. I'd have given you three wins. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would have that been my very first, that was your ever very first football game. Football game, yeah. 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 yeah well, is that the one when I was at uni and I watched it overnight? It might have been that one. I don't. It's one of the big Patriots comeback. It was yeah. a hell of a comeback. Um, I remember I was so mad. Yeah. Big Patriots fan, right? Didn't you so go to sleep? I was going to bed and I had the laptop beside me. I'm like, stupid Super Bowl. Because <laughs> like the second or third time in like five years, the Patriots made it all the way. I'm like, they're going to lose again. Like, it's much easier when they just lose in regular season. Like, yeah, my team sucks. You just get over it. But to get all the excitement and then to go and they get like, they were getting thrashed. They were, yeah. And then it just, and then I, I hear, and that's a touchdown for New England. I went, oh. <laughs> and I kind of rolled over and just sort of laid in bed and watched it. And then the time it's over, I'm like sitting on the bed, like fist clenched. Yeah, yeah, that was like a three a.m. finish. I think that was. Oh, and, then, and then it's like, well, I got an hour and a half before I have to go to work. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and now try and fall asleep because your adrenaline's pumped. pumped. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you don't get any sleep. No. Um, so yeah. So, um, but the winner is going to be. Uh, say it with me say it loud and proud Dwayne Smith Dwayne Smith for his festivist miracle for a couple reasons number one it's Seinfeld <laughs> number two it's it's of the season festivist it it's right now yep. so uh, Dwayne Smith absolutely well done, Dwayne. deserves the win good job there uh, speaking of football um, fantasy football playoffs playoffs baby I beat Dwayne Smith baby. last week Yes, you, uh, sure. In your, I in your kicked co- his butt in your consolation Woo! bracket well done but for those of Sorry, us who Dwayne. are still actually <laughs> Fighting for the prize. There's four teams left. Hey, I'm I'm proud of that. Well, I just had thanks. The number <laughs> I'm three, Georgia. Next there were two week. upsets last week, so I'm playing Alex from Main Street Finance, and there's been a lot of banter between me and Alex. Oh, and my quarterback is now looks like he's gone down. Oh, so if I lose, I will acknowledge the quarterback is toast. I will acknowledge, <laughs> but it does feel like it's this anticlimactic going into this. I'm like, all right. 
So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm an underdog right now, but I've been underdog all year, Liam. Hey, we'll and I'm with- still, he- I'm still here. And what are we reviewing today? Yeah, Talking exactly. Right. Boom. Just, just two fists and a chance, right? <laughs> That's all I need. Let's end this Cold War. And then on the other side of the bracket, we got Reverend Bruce, who, I mean, destroyed Auto Draft Dad. <laughs> I think he beat him by 100. Wow. Like it, and, and this isn't like when Ethan forgets to field a team. This is like <laughs> Ed fielded a team, and Ed's team couldn't have done worse. And Reverend Bruce is like that gift from The Simpsons. It's like, stop, <laughs> stop. He's already dead. <laughs> it was it was a disaster. Oh. So uh, Reverend Bruce against Kev, the happiest man in podcasting. Yeah, so there we happy. go. Uh, and then uh, in the constellation bracket, I'm sure George has got someone she's playing this week. Liam. Me. Oh, Georgia versus Liam. Yeah. The battle of BFE for the constellation crowd. <sighs> Last time Semi-final. I looked, I was about 40, was 40%. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, yeah, no, you're about 30 now. Oh, there we go. Why yeah, not give us a review, though? <laughs> Apple or Spotify, I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is the magic number. All right, Liam, I promise you can do this. You want to talk for a moment about Henry Cavill? I'm not that bothered. Oh, well, I kind of liked him. I went too fast to start with, but after seeing him as Superman, I thought, actually, do you know what? For someone to carry on the mantle, he's pretty good fit. Yeah, and, I got no issue with I'm just dumb with comic movies. And the fact that they brought him back not so long back was, I thought, oh, they're, they're setting him up yeah. to, to, but they were obviously setting him up to fail because he's no longer Superman. Turns out uh, James Gunn, who's heading up the DC it was a gun to his head, wasn't it? EU universe, yeah. uh, isn't going to include Black Adam in oh. his universe. That came out this week as well. Oh, okay. So after Henry Cavill wrote his letter, The Rock wrote a letter. It just came out yesterday. Oh, okay. I haven't, I, I haven't seen Black Adams. So. Because that's been like 15 years in the making, isn't it? Black Adams? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, audiences seem to like it. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. It, it made money. Yeah. It, yeah, it made yeah. a lot of money. But um, I think critics were kind of eh on it. And mm. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's The Rock. I mean, he's the biggest bankable movie star in the world right now. Does he want to be latched into someone else's plans in the next 15 years, or does he want to do his own thing and command his own price tag? Yeah, do his own thing. I think it's that. As opposed to Robert Downey Jr., who became the biggest movie star through Iron Man. Yeah. Because he was damaged good. blacklisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Iron Man, a girl I went in and saw last night for helping out, she's my friend. She has two dogs and two cats. Their names, are you ready? The two dogs, Stark and Parker. Okay. The cats, Tony and Natasha. Oh. So there's a Tony and a Stark. Yeah. <laughs> but Stark, Stark and Parker are both girls. Should have called one of them Bucky. <laughs> I love the idea of naming your animals after fictional characters. I had a dog named O'Malley after George O'Malley from Grey's Anatomy. I'm all about that rather than just... I think it's cool. Oh, Pippin's named after the musical Musical, yeah, yeah. I'm all about stuff like that. I had two cats called Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And by Cat Rue, she's after Winnie the Pooh characters because her mm. whole litter when we rescued them were all Winnie the Pooh characters and she was the smallest, so she was Rue. There was one more DC comment I was going to bring up and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, sorry, I have to strike Nice, Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, sure, why not? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not bothered by it. Uh, is um, that going to be included in the... Uh, I don't know. Oh, because that's part of the Black Adam thing as well, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, they, they're under the same slightness. Oh, they're, they're both thing. DC, yeah, yeah. And they... So, yeah, whether, I mean, I'm, I assume Shazam did very well, so I assume Shazam will show up in the universe. I'm just comic book fatigued. I am. Yeah. I'm ready for them to blow it all up and start again. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them just to leave it for five years. Oh, please, leave it for five years. And then, um, and then come back with something stronger. Yeah, it'll be whoever the new Iron Man is. I am. Oh, I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pivotal character, isn't it? But um, I'm looking forward to... Me. 
um, Wolverine coming back, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You know, just for one last time, considering we thought that was done. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. I mean... He's obviously in very good shape because he's just done his run on Broadway. So I don't think... Yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackman's in good shape still. I don't think we'll ever have a situation where all these things align again. No. I think it was a very special time and no one knew the leverage they could have had. Yeah. I think Robert Downey Jr. figured it out pretty early, but no one else did. Yeah. And I don't think you'll ever see this line up the way it has ever again. Because you need a bunch of actors all in the same sort of time of their life. You do. They're all going to start their Genesis stories in the same time. Because the problem now is you've got Black Adam doing his Genesis story, but then you've got Superman doing like his fourth or fifth movie, and it's yeah, like, this doesn't really sync no. up. And then when you have like Ben Affleck won't do Batman, so do you try and put Pattinson's Batman? It's, it's really awkward. Is, is Affleck not doing it anymore? Affleck, not Batman, no, as far as I know. Oh. Yeah. So I thought he was part of the Flash thing, film. Uh, is oh, that ever going to come out? Uh, who knows? Know. Who knows? <laughs> All right, let's pivot. Let's pivot. pivot. Um, we're going to be talking now about Rocky Four. Yeah. Christmas Day. Woo! Hearts on fire. <laughs> I love so, that song. The pitch. Rocky Balboa proudly holds the World Heavyweight Boxing Championship, but a new challenger has stepped forward. Drago, a six foot four, 261-pound fighter who is the backing of the Soviet Union. I love that they say six foot four, like that's like the be all and end all of tall people. Yeah, but actually, Stallone's very short. Stallone. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> yeah, see them on camera. Laugh. Yeah, no, he obviously is a lot shorter. There's no way Stallone would qualify as a heavyweight. No, no, no. I'll tell you what, though, he is ripped in this. Oh, he's in good shape. Hell of a good shape, isn't he? He's in much better shape than he was in Rocky 1. Well, yeah. yeah. He looks like two different people. Dude's all about the body in this yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. He's got a weird chin. Uh, this was directed and written by Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Nothing new. He wrote Rocky. He was the writer-director of Rocky 2, the writer-director of Rocky 3. He would write Rocky 5. He wrote Rambo First Blood. He wrote and directed Rocky Balboa. He wrote and directed Staying Alive. That's in there for you, buddy. Yeah! He wrote and directed The Expendables 1. He wrote The Expendables 2 through 3. He wrote Creed 2. He wrote Rambo Last Blood. Let me tell you something. I was surprised he's written this much. Should I, should I tell you why? The guy has an IQ of 160. Now, just to give you an idea... Of how good that is, Einstein. <laughs> Sorry, well, he just stick it into his head, and I have this USB cord that usually goes into the computer, but because Ethan's not here, the computer's not there, and he hits it, and it's just sort of swinging back and forth, and we ignored it for a moment, and then I just look inside. I was trying to ignore it, just carry on. Oh, then I saw the look on your face. Uh, the the IQ just, of 161. Yeah, 160 his <laughs> IQ is. And so is Dolph Lundgren, to be fair. That, that got the same IQ of 160, right? And to give you an idea, that's in the same field as Einstein and Stephen Hawkins. Hawking. Hawking, yeah. sorry. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and another thing, while we're on the subject, because I'm a big Dolph Lundgren fan, he speaks six languages, well, he's like a lot of Western Europeans who are just far more intelligent than we are. And I mean, the guy, he's It's not amazing. a barrier. Like, the thought of it as like a language for me feels like such an insurmountable barrier. Mm. Like, I speak kind of East Anglia now, but... <laughs> but no, no, in all what seriousness, though, in, in all seriousness, I mean, like, these people who speak two, three, four, five languages... Usually, if you get a second language in, they're like, yeah, I can speak three, four, five. But to me, it feels like such an insurmountable barrier to be able to speak a second language. Incredible. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think part of that's... I mean, as far as being Cam, I mean, we're, we're a dual sort of language country, but really we're pretty homogeneously English. Yeah. As far where, as where, where, where is the French Canadians? Where, where, where are they? Uh, Quebec. Oh, okay. Which is 
well, it's what you, we used to be called New France. Yeah, yeah. And then parts of like Atlantic Canada and parts of Northern Ontario. So when I went up to uni, there was a higher degree of French Canadians up there. And if you can, if you, you're bilingual, you can like write your own ticket in Canada, man. It's wow. great. Wow. And yet, we have a lot of parents who put their their children through French immersion, where they'll do nothing but French instruction at school, but they'll come home and speak English. Oh. But what happens is they just tend to kind of resent school, and they don't learn how to speak English that well. So I I, I don't think it's the right. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I figured it out yet. But there's a massive skill in being bilingual. I just there I just, is. I, I wish I could. It. I find that amazing. And I think I'm a really bright guy. But yeah, I don't yeah. speak. Uh, I speak one language. I, tried, I speak it well, but I tried learning French about seven years ago, and I, I did. I, I actually do quite well now, considering that I didn't know any French whatsoever. I can't really speak it that well, but I can read it. Just I can pick out words and get by, and sort of go, "Oh, that means." Oh, I see, and then I string it together myself. Yeah, I can understand a very small amount of Spanish. Um, so when we've watched films that have had like Spanish subtitles, like in the, I've been able to pick out words and kind of understand them a little sure. bit better. But mm. um, I, even when I was learning that, my ability to speak it was also always really crappy, but I could understand it. Like if someone spoke it to me, I could kind of get what they were saying, but I, c- I can't speak it back. Like I, no, my no. ability to articulate isn't there. I, I went to on a school trip to France and Belgium, and when we were at the uh, one of the french cemeteries because that's all you go to mm-hmm. when you do one of these trips um this little boy on a bike came riding up to our tour bus and uh, i was able to have a very basic conversation with him we went who are you oh we are from england we are here to see uh i'm, I'm not sure i managed to get war memorial i might have read it on the on the thing mm-hmm. uh but then i was able to say oh you, you don't you know you are you from me i was no i'm canadian but like very basic sentences so maybe here's my challenge. I'm going to put this up, up there in the universe. So I'm going to try and use my duo to do some Duolingo and get better at French this year. Yeah. I've got some background. So maybe I'll just build on that. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There's my challenge. We'll see if a year from now, if I'm going, you know what I'm going to do in 2024? I'm going to get my Duolingo out and I'm going to learn some French. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if we're doing the podcast in French? <laughs> I'm, I'm nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Leslie, nope. Um, I, don't, I don't like... I can't understand French as a language. It, it, it is always fucked with my head. French and German, I could never get. That's why I did it's Spanish. It's the whole in he and she. your French there. Part of my French there. But no, yeah, I, French and German, I could never understand, whereas Spanish seemed to make more sense in my head. Yeah. But. Well, I don't get to these languages, and French is one of them. Spanish is another one, where, like, nouns and verbs have, like, masculine and feminine. Yeah. Like, certain things are masculine, certain things are yeah. feminine. Like, how? Yeah. Why? Why have we... Talk about gendering people. Why are we gendering, like, pop cans? I don't get this. Yeah. yeah. The only thing we, we gender in the English language is, like, boats. Like the, well, that's when we give the natural net. Yeah, yeah. But, but like as, a boat yeah. by its very nature is is is, is non-binary. I guess yeah. is you know <laughs> is uh, oh, what's what I'm looking for when you're uh, is, uh, just all androgynous. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't assume gendered boat <laughs> to a boat or a computer mouse or things like this. No, no, no. You know what I would be more the language I would be most interested in learning would be sign language. Oh, and I cool. think I'd probably pick that and up quickest. Even that's got variations. Because oh, there's American yeah, yeah. Sign Language. There's and British yeah. Sign Language and all sorts. But I'd be, I'd be more interested in picking that up. But it's, it, everyone says if they learn, when you learn sign language, it's really important to learn from a deaf person. Because if not, it's not authentic. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, cool. We got Cinematography here by Bill Butler, who also did Jaws. Oh. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Good film. Grease. Yeah, <laughs> what are the odds of that? <laughs> Brilliant. Rocky two, Rocky three, the secret of Nim and frailty. What's that? Love, oh, I love frailty. Never That'll be on the pod one day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 good. Hmm. It's dark, but it's good. 
Uh, music by Vince DiCola, who outside of this has really only done Staying Alive. Way! <laughs> there we go. So. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, this is why I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. First time I saw this, I don't remember. It would have been on TV on, on like... You know, like these TV stations, TBS, the Superstation, or something like that, would have had like a Rocky marathon where every night they would have had a different Rocky film on. And I guess this one caught my attention. So I watched it. This is the one that I saw first, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, Because I remember watching the first. Maybe five. Four was the first one I remember watching. I wasn't talking about you, I was talking about me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, And this really, I mean, this is one of them films that got me up and out of bed when I was watching it in bed when I shouldn't have been, I should have been asleep. And and I'm and I'm fighting with him. I'm taking them punches. I'm going with him. And I'm, uh, you know, and I and, and even now, I think because of when I was a kid, I was so involved in this film. When I watch it now, like when I watched it last night, I, I genuinely cried at bits. Wow! And I genuinely felt like emotional at bits, like the exhilaration of when he when he wins. I was like, I was with him. I was I was taking them punches with him. Do you know what I mean? Still, this is like the ultimate Liam. I know. It really is. I know. I know. I, everything, everything we talk about you. I mean, outside of the fact that it, it doesn't have boobs, but, <laughs> but just about everything else, this is like Liam's ideal movie in a nutshell. And do you know what? It's got a killer soundtrack and montages. Montages. I everywhere. love the montages. <laughs> montages on montages. Yeah. It might have well have been a montage of a montage. I don't care. I love them. <laughs> um, first time you saw this was was last night, Georgia, or this morning? Both. Yeah. Okay. Well, you watched it twice. You liked it that much? Oh, wow. No, I watched no. half of it last night and half of it this morning. Uh, tell you what we should do. Let's go ahead and have some Christmas well wishes, shall we? Yeah. yeah. What's that at the door? It's carol singers. It ain't easy being <laughs> Merry Christmas to all you beautiful people at the BFA. Can't wait to see what you bring us in the new year. I'll catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs> he even got the I loved cheesy. the I loved the punch of the P. Yeah. And he's not wrong. It is being cheesy. Thanks a lot. No. Number one with a bullet. Thanks a lot. Well done, buddy. well done. Thank you. Uh so there we go. He's one of our Patreon backers. If you want to learn out more, we got we got learn out more, find out more. <laughs> we got stuff going oh, on at patreon.com slash I was trying to figure out what gender it was. Patreon.com slash <laughs> BFE. We kept it simple. Right? <laughs> Oh, nice. There we are. Uh, let's talk about the context corner. Stallone originally intended for the Rocky saga to be told as a trilogy, ending with Rocky Three in 1982. Rocky Three, which stars Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Yeah, Thunderlips. That's right. And Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. In a 1979 interview with Roger Ebert, Ebes, Stallone said there'll never be a Rocky Four. You gotta call a halt. He did not know where Hollywood was going. <laughs> if you can make a sequel, make a sequel. Hey, if it's making money. Um, citing the physical and psychological demands of making boxing movies. Stallone also remarked he wouldn't know where to take the character after Rocky Three. However, in 1982, while doing press interviews for Rocky Three, he admitted, well, four film wasn't out of the question. Direct quote, the only way I would make it is if Rocky has to step outside himself and enter the international community. He yeah. said, Stallone would later say the Rocky Four story was inspired by the Joe Louis, uh, sorry, Joe Lewis and German heavyweight turned Nazi puppet Max Schmelingbouts of 1936 and 1938. This script was the subject of a famous lawsuit, Anderson versus Stallone. A gentleman called Timothy Anderson developed a treatment for Rocky Four on spec. 
after a studio decided not to buy the treatment, he sued when the resulting movie script was similar to the one he had submitted. The court held that Anderson prepared an unauthorized derivative work of the characters Stallone had developed in Rocky 1 through 3, and as such couldn't enforce the unauthorized story extension against the owner of the character's copyrights. So basically what that means in a nutshell, I guess, is if you go ahead and create fan fiction based on characters that already exist, you got no legal recourse if someone nicks it. Nope. Because you're building that off characters someone else came up with. Isn't that what they've done with um, Cobra Kai? That's fans got together to come up with this story of years later, haven't they? I'm pretty sure that's... I have to plead. And then, and I, I think, I think I'm going off the top of my head. If anybody else knows this out there, if they're a big Cobra Kai fan, that'd be interesting to find out. But I think, going by what I heard when Cobra Kai came about, I think that was uh, three three fellas, I think, who were fans of the original movies. I think they got together and went, "Wouldn't that be great if we could revisit them now?" You know, as older as older men, yep. and uh, and they came up with this scenario. And I think they approached um, William Zabecker and. Uh, uh, Ralph Macchio and said look what do you think do you think we can move forward with this and I thought it was such a great idea that um, I mean they must have gone to the um, to the studio who's got the rights to it oh yeah of course yeah. but I mean you know if they're on board then... yeah I mean, I mean you can make money off anything these days if you've got if there's but a strong what, enough nostalgia to it but what I'm saying is if somebody takes the idea of Cobra Kai oh, sure. they won't have any thing on it because that's not theirs sure yeah is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah? basically. Oh, wow. Like, if you and I decide we're going to write the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and then we go ahead and submit it to to James Gunn, well, not James Gunn anymore, is it? No. But we submit it to, to, to Kevin Feige and go, here's what we came up with. <laughs> don't be surprised if they nick our idea and don't give us a whole lot of credit. Wow. Because we were doing it based on characters that didn't belong to yeah, us. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. if they hire us to write a script directly, it's a different. different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you take out the fact that they're a vampire and change the names, then you can publish it individually and it becomes a multi-million franchise. Fifty Shades of Grey versus Twilight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey was it was, it was, was fan Twilight fiction for fiction. Twilight. Yeah, was yep. it really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I somehow I somehow don't think we're ever going to end up doing a Fifty Shades of Grey film on the no. podcast. I was around some friends. A- April a few Fool, weeks you never ago, know. Yeah, <laughs> I did, and they put it on, and it was so shockingly bad. Like the film is I just have watched the first so one. bad. Yeah, I was watching with someone and I kept going like the dialogue is it's so, so bad. bad. Like just walk into a room and saying things that you would not say. Like, like it would it would take 10 lines bad, to yeah. get to yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was brutal. Um, so what do I have here? Uh, let's talk about the deep dive itself. We start off with the MGM lion. I loved the MGM oh, lion. Oh, great. Yeah. United artists that don't exist anymore. And we have these boxing gloves that rotate and one's got a American flag and one's got a Russian flag, yeah. a Soviet flag. And they punch. And for a split second, the Soviet one does drop to the ground, if you look carefully. Oh, I didn't know that. So I'm like, way to like give away the ending. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't even have maybe like an equal force for that. Yeah. Lame. And of course, it explodes, right? Um, and then we have a flashback to Rocky Three. Rocky beats Clubber Lang. I've never seen it. Spoilers. I guess he won. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do this a lot, though. They they tend to reshow the end of the movies. I think they wanted to establish a timeline where this happens almost directly after, I guess, oh, okay. or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. the deal was. Um, so let's talk about. We said the edit already. This is um, the theatrical cut we watched. The original cut was n- an hour longer. An hour longer. <laughs> <laughs> longer. Wow. 
Um, it could have been an hour long if you took all the uh, all the montages out. Do you know what? I don't. I didn't feel like when I watched it last night. It was a long movie. Oh, it definitely wasn't a lot. It was ninety-one minutes. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it ninety-one felt, minutes is shockingly quick. I was like, that was that went quicker than I thought. You know? Yeah, it did go quick. Um, what do we have next? We've got as George dies beside us. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe she felt that it, it, it didn't feel that quick. Thanks for the sympathy. You're welcome. Um, if she dies, she, she dies. dies. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> Uh, Actually, that'd be interesting. Have you got uh, the words? How many words did he speak in that movie? Oh, I, I don't have that. No, no, no. I'll be interested. He barely said, I bet he said less than what? There's a reason for that, though. 20, 30 words. There's a very, I'll get to it when we introduce him, but there's a reason for that. Uh, Conti, uh, so usually Bill Conti did the music for the Rocky films. Yeah. Not in this one because he was too busy. Look at this coming full circle. He was too busy doing the first two Karate Kid movies Way, to do this. How funny is that? So, um, instead, uh, he was replaced by Vince DiCola, who'd done Staying Alive with Stallone already. The one I love so Um, Conti's famous piece of music from the Rocky series, Gonna Fly, fly Now. now. Uh, that typical Rocky <laughs> theme you think of, uh, doesn't appear at all in this movie. I don't oh, know if you noticed that. It's no, not in there. I hadn't. There's a couple of notes in it after he wins the fight. Yeah. But it's not. It's just like a little, it's literally like, like a four bar little mini me- oh, okay. melody and then they get out. What's that called again when you when you think something and that's not? Oh, that's the Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Yeah. Because yeah. I would have said that was in. So uh, it's all, apparently according to this, there's also a few bars of it in the training montage instrumental. I don't know yeah, which yeah. training montage we're talking about. There's, there, there's probably the one where he's in the snow. and he's, Oh, the one, oh, the one, oh, the one, the one where he's the in one, the snow. The one where he's in the snow. <laughs> And he's in the bomb. The one, the, the one where he's being told no pain. No pain. <laughs> no pain. Um, Use your heart. I'll tell you what. You want to talk about about borderline homoerotic relationships? Let's talk about Apollo and Rocky in this oh, movie, I know, right? I, it's not quite Rocky Three where they jump in the surf together. Although we got lots of shots of that. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, it's fu- to show you how far they've come from the first. Oh, one. absolutely. Which I think is, I think it's the, is, this is the only jarring part for me. Is I remember number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get to four, and I haven't seen the middle stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh they're yeah, really, yeah. they're really quite good buddies. Because the second one, they fight again. Um, because he, and Rocky wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Creed is still angry that you know he went he went the full rounds. You yeah. know, I'm going to show you that this ha- this up and comer is nobody. Yeah, you know, and he loses. That's a storyline that's been used in wrestling over and over again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. it's a basis of this because the first time it's he lasts the full five minutes and they wrestle again and the underdog wins and clearly it's been it's been nicked from. From, from the Rocky franchise. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, and it's and that's a tried and tested um, formula, isn't it? Yep. So, you know, and everyone loves an underdog. Everyone loves an underdog. You know, and you watch, you watch this film, even um, if you notice um, when they're in the, the talking and that um, having a, like, you know, like in boxing when they sit in front of the press, don't they, and they talk? Yeah, press conference. And you, and you always get one that goes, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to yeah. do that, blah, 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 and the other one is quiet and reserved. Oh, yeah. Normally the quiet and reserved one is the one that is going to win. One well, yeah. he's mouthy, doesn't. Unless you're watching UFC and it's Conor McGregor, in which case, for a while, he was both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, you'll find this in this movie twice. You'll yeah. see it with, with Drago at the start, quiet, wins, then Rocky, quiet, then he wins. You know? Oh, spoilers for the movie. <laughs> um, and so Apollo and Rocky are fighting each other for fun, and I'm like, yeah, why not do it for free? Someone would probably pay a 10 million bucks to put it on. But this is, again, the end of the third one. Yeah. So this is still part of the the end of the third movie. So when you see um, he beat Clubber Lang yeah. and they go into the... The gym for the fun? Gym, that's the end of the, oh, is th- it really? the third movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then where the boxing gloves go... Yeah. 
and they and they both hit their last punch yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time. That's the end I was of like, Rocky I'm sure obviously this is the end of something. Yeah, okay, very end of Rocky three. Anyway, so there we go. But it's still the logic still stands up. Why not make ten million dollars? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not why not do it again? Why not make some money? Um Also though, are you telling me that the first fifteen minutes of this ninety minute film is the end of the film before it? Yeah. And then there's like ten minutes of montages from the previous films as well yeah, yeah, in this film. Yeah, yeah what's wrong with cool, it? Okay. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Just checking. <laughs> uh then we've got um there's some heavy point of view shots for the second straight week as they're fighting each other in the ring. And I'm like, oh, you guys weren't here, but there was like a little Titanic moment between Bill Murray and Bobcat Goldthwaite <laughs> last week. I like Bobcat. And uh, and so, again, same idea here. But then we go home and Rocky's with his kid. His kid's got a video camera and he's he knows all about depth of field. I'm like, hey, you want to come teach my film students about this? Um, and then we have Uncle Polly's birthday present. And it's a 1980s robot that goes, happy birthday, Polly. Um, scary. Because uh, they said, <laughs> and I think it was, hey, we, we got it for you because you didn't have any friends. <laughs> I, I'm trying to sound like Stallone, but I sound like Yogi Bear. <laughs> Are you I'm telling me they're not the, the same voice? No, I'm not. I'm smarter person. than the average boxer. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it is. A IQ of 160. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, Rocky's kid. Uh, and then douses uh, Polly with whipped cream as he blows out the candles. Let's talk about Polly's robot. Uh, it was a character that enjoyed a cult following of its own, created by International Robotics Incorporated. The ray- robot's initial voice was that of the company's CEO, Robert Dornick. Uh, the robot is identified by its engineers as Sicko and was a member of the Screen Actors Guild. Wow. It toured with James Brown in the 1980s. That's funny. The robot was written in a movie after it had been used to help treat Stallone's autistic son. Oh. See, I'm sure I've seen that robot before in something. Like, it might not be in a There's film, lots of references seen... to it. So, like, in the Muppets, when they're like, hey, come on, 80s robot. It's like. Right, it's probably what I've seen then. Yeah, yeah, and we also saw, like, an 80s robot in, like, um, Let's Go to the Mall. Yep. And don't forget the robot. Yeah. yeah. Um, the robot scenes will, oh. are going to be removed from the upcoming director's cut of Rocky Four. I thought they might. Yeah, it doesn't. It hasn't aged well. No, 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 no. no. And then Rocky apparently must have had a two for one deal on cakes because he's got one for Adrian, where they're like Adrian. dressed in like like their wedding attire, but with boxing, boxing gloves and a ring. <laughs> and um, he's a week early for his anniversary. And I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm curious for your take on this, Georgia. I know fashion and things change. Is this an ugly watch? Oh yeah, the one that like, wraps around the arm like a snake. Yeah, thing is, that was that was very eighties. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was because um, I've seen changes. one of these recently. Have you? Yeah, I don't know if I want to give up my whole forearm for a watch. No, but it's yeah. supposed to be that elegant, you know, wrap around. Georgia, would you take a wrap around like Apple Watch situation? People like? do have them now. Do again. They really? Yeah, yeah, they okay. are becoming more of a thing again, but not with like the watch on one end and a blank end on the other. The watch is usually in the middle now, like, and has like a curve round. Can you remember those wrap around like bracelets that used to go around your arm and stuff? I like slap bands. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. those were those are cool. They're fun. I like yeah. them. Yeah. They literally know what they are made of. Literally just pieces of um, measuring tape. You know the ones that retract. Yeah. Covered because they did it's the same thing. All right. Yeah. A little less sharp. <laughs> well, no, but they're covered over with yeah. the, like stuff, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they both say they're never getting rid of each other. <laughs> that's be important some very important dialogue there yeah. Uh, yeah media coverage and the and the, I mean, this thing didn't know how to like segue 
It was like, oh, I love you. I love you too, Rocky. In the Time Magazine, the Russians are coming. Like, no, like. No, no, no. Like, he's at the gym. Hey, have you heard about this? There's this guy. He's, oh, Rocky, you got you to gotta see this. Like, nothing. Just like, here's the image. And we go to uh, some media coverage of uh, this film. Loved a press conference as well as it loved a montage. No, it's, yeah. And we meet Ivan Drago, played by Dolph Lundgren. Uh, over 8,000 people auditioned for the part of Ivan Drago. Dolph Lundgren was first turned down because he was too tall. Uh, but later he got uh, the chance to send photos and meet Sylvester Stallone, who told him he had a good chance to get the part, but advised him to gain 20 pounds of muscle. Uh, it took Lundgren several months, all in all, to win the part. He um, was living with um, uh, Grace Jones, I think, at the time. Don't know who Grace Jones is. Singer from the 80s. Okay. Um, bald head. Um, oh, hang on. I, I might know. Very, she, I think she, she she's very tall as well. Uh, very statuesque uh, model herself. Um, I think she's a beautiful lady myself, but um, she, she got a lot of criticism for being very strong in the 80s, uh, being quite mannish the way she came across. A bit like um, Annie Lennox was very using androgyny for stuff. But um, Dolph Lundgren, I think, was with her at the time because they were together. Okay. And um, I think he was crashing on or crashing with her because they were together. And he then was going back and forth for the auditions for Rocky for because he was with her. From what, from memory. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm only going from, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I'm only going from memory from what people have said in the past when I've watched uh, interviews with about Rocky for. Hermes, check it out. Please do. Um, so while this wasn't uh, while this film was Dolph Lundgren's breakout role, it wasn't his first film appearance. Okay. Liam, do you know what this was? He had a minor role in James Bond's film A View to a Kill. Did he? In 1985 as one of General Gogol's bodyguards. No, I didn't know that. But he does he is a um, a karate champion. Okay. Uh, in real life. So that might be the reason why he was in that. After realizing how Rocky's previous opponents, Apollo Creed and Clubber Lang, had loud and animated personalities, Dolph Lundgren came up with the idea of making his character very stoic, not to move too much and just be there with an intimidating presence. So Stallone then incorporated these ideas by not giving the character too much dialogue and making big close-ups, especially of the eyes. So Uh, Stallone, you know, is all things he's written. He does seem like he writes kind of as he's making. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, I still like to know how many words he said in that film. Yeah, I'm sure we can probably <laughs> Google it. Hey, probably about 10 in English, but uh, a few more in Russian. Created during a particular tense era of the Cold War, producer Bob Chartoff saw Drago as the indomitable enemy, personifying everything we fear about the Soviet Union. If there's ever been conflict, this is what we would have had to face, he says. Dolph Lundgren, meanwhile, says he felt sympathy for Drago, who he understood as an exploited tool of scheming politicians and military opportunists looking to advance their own interests through him. Yeah. I think I think he becomes humanized a little bit in the fight. He does. And even in the training for the fight. Because he even says in the fight, doesn't he? He says... Well, yeah, I, I fight for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's also meet Ludmilla Drago, played by Brigitte Nielsen. Oh, love that woman. Um, she married Sylvester Stallone in real life in December 1985. She did. Because they were dating at this time. Yep. Uh, she did divorce him about 18 months later. Yep. Uh, Brigitte Nielsen's character was not written in the shooting script and the talking was going to be done by the uh, Soviet ambassador 
Nikolai Koloff, played by Michael Pataki. Uh, Sylvester Stallone likely incorporated her as a last-minute rewrite because he was dating Nielsen in real life around the time. Ironically, a lot of her dialogue would be whittled down with a 2021 director's cut. I can, a, I can imagine. You know what? I thought she was really good in this. I thought she was great. Because she was just as stoic as uh, Drago. She, but she did more speaking for him. She yeah, was yeah. great. And if you look at, George, I don't know if you if you remember these characters, if you know them or not. Uh, in WWE, there was Rusev, mm-hmm. and there was Lana. He's his wife. Yeah. Rusev Day. Rusev Day, yeah. yeah. Like, totally, the, 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 oh, the original yeah, yeah. dynamic was totally based off based these off two. You can too, clearly yeah. see yeah. it. And uh, I think she's great as the person, the mal, and she's a bit androgynous as well. She has the, the short haircut, similar to his. Mm. Uh, but I thought she was fantastic. And th- as a double act, I thought they were, they were, they were, they were really good. Yeah, yeah, and they're both tall, so they're both statuesque. Uh, but neither actor is Russian. No. Uh, Dolph He's Lundgren Swedish, is Swedish, and Brigitte Nielsen is Danish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the others are Americans. Uh, as far Did as like, all the other Russians are Americans. I didn't realize when I was watching this um, until last night, that there's two of those Russian guys. They look very similar. They look, they look like brothers. Okay. The guy who who does all the talking, and then there's another guy that's like a trainer, I think. Okay. Did you notice that? No. Because I, I thought to myself, I wonder if Georgia would get them two mixed, because I did, because they look very, very similar. Well, they're not, they're not big enough characters for me to care about, so no, maybe, they, no, maybe no. they look, it could have been the same guy, I wouldn't have noticed at all. No, they were in the same scene together, that was, that was okay. weird. Um, so... In reality, Soviet heavyweights weren't allowed to box professional fighters during the Cold War, which is kind of what they yeah, sort of suggest yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll tell you what I'm going to suggest is some more Christmas mirth. Yay! So, here we go. I don't really remember who's who, so let's see. I've just got them in the order that I've sort of assigned. Ooh. Let's see uh, who's at the door. It's carol singers! Yay! Merry Christmas from Andrew and Brandon at Namely 90s. Yes, hello, Ian, Liam, Ethan, and Georgia. It's Brandon. I've returned. Been on two different Quiz Night episodes, but just wanted to say hi, happy, merry, and hope you enjoy this really bad Rocky impression. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I'm just going to talk like uh, I've been hit a few times. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna just wish you a happy merry and, uh, from the nineties, and uh, yeah, Ivan Drago. If uh, you come after me, you come after my family. Uh, you, you're next. Best, best film ever. Best film ever. Best Rocky movie ever. It's definitely not, not number four. It's number three. Or number one. You know, I like First Blood. I know that's not a Rocky movie. <laughs> but it should be. Could we ever just have like Rocky versus Rambo? Like like a Stallone Cinematic Universe movie? Well, either way, happy holidays to you from us here at Naomi Nineties during our twelve days of Christmas specials. Oh, that was brilliant. That was outstanding. I haven't, I haven't listened to any of these. So what I've done is I've just put the intro and I've put the conclusion on. I've made sure the volume level of the speaking is okay. And then I've just bailed. So I have no idea what, what's really coming. So that was sensational. That was his, a good impression of Rocky. His impression of Rocky is like he's waking up. He, he kind of sounded like, what, what's, what's the big monster's name in the Goonies? Sloth. Sloth. You got to feel like sloth. <laughs> sloth chunk. <laughs> Baby Roo. <laughs> so I was kind of, yeah, I, I'm on board with this, but I, I forgot the, the Stallone universe. I want to see like Rocky versus Predator. 
Oh, no. I, I want to see the Rocky universe. I want to see Rocky and Rambo. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, a boxer against the guy with a machine gun. That'll be a long movie. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. <laughs> he sounded more like uh, Terminator then. Uh, thanks, down. Thanks, thanks a lot. They're namely 90s. I mean, it's going to be hard to beat those production values. That sounded great. That was, that was brilliant. I love that, that little intro. That was, there was some effort put into yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, let's continue on. Um, so Apollo's watching this in his pool. Yeah. And you can feel Apollo's a man who's struggling with his own mortality, with his own legacy, with who he is if he can no longer be Apollo Creed. I think it's been five years, though. Wouldn't you have this, like, two years, three years? Why, not, why five? The problem with this is, I would say, it's hard for Apollo to have this storyline and still be Rocky's best friend. Yeah. If he's jealous of Rocky, this is a much easier fight to do. Yeah. If he's just sort of staring, something the rest of him would have done better, I guess. He's just sort of staring from a distance, looking at the belt. And every now and then you get the idea. And therefore, that's why he jumps the queue. Mm. And that's why he's going to be, because everyone's like, and we'll talk about it when we get to the, the, the fight uh, that Apollo does. But even in the middle of the fight, they're like, there's way more attention that's put on Rocky that's put on Apollo. Yeah, but he's okay with that. Yeah, but that's what I think. He shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's yeah, what I'm he shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Because, you know, hey, I'm the guy who you, you went the distance with me once, me the second time, I could, I still could have had you. Yeah. And let that be the thing that wrestles with him. Because we're friends, we won't do it, but I'm just as good as you are. Because that's the whole point of the beginning of the, the this movie and the end of the third one, isn't it? Let's get in the ring together without money involved and let's see where we go with it. Yeah. We, we don't know the resolve of that fight, do we? No, I mean, it comes from the black eye, I guess. It's just, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Drago wants an exhibition match with Balboa and he clearly says, I want to fight, fight Balboa. Mm. Um, and that's kind of where we leave it. And then Rocky's washing his car and his kid's like, oh, by the way, can I just say, I hate his kids so much in this movie. <laughs> but do you know what? I do love... I, I was waiting for George to jump in and defend or criticize. Oh, no, I hated everyone in this movie. Oh, okay. Oh, I had okay. to put the subtitles on because I couldn't understand most of them. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I do love his car, though. Well, again, this is a Liam movie, isn't it? That's a little Lamborghini. That's yeah, cool. it is. Um, the robot sucks. Uh, the robot does suck. Tell you what, robot was my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. And Apollo phones him, and then we go to this training exercise. We get our first, and we get our first suggestion that maybe the Russians are doping. Well, yeah, of course they Blood are. Blood doping or anabolic steroids. And you see it later on in the movie. And it, thro- it, it throws Ludmilla and Drago. What do you mean? It's yeah, one of the bloody montages. There's a whole thing about a needle and right near the end. And yeah, like, that's what I'm and, saying. But it doesn't go anywhere. There's, it doesn't no. get called out for it. There's no whatever. Like, no, because that's the that's that's the setup. Is that Rocky? We know Rocky has to overcome not only the superior athlete, but a superior athlete who's juicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not even mentioned. But at the end. no, because it's because we know it, it's rigged against Rocky. That's the whole thing. He doesn't yeah. have to be called out for it. No. Oh no, I think he does. Because if not, it's it's it, it, well, you no, see but, it and there's no payoff. For no, because no. the pay. Okay, I, 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 we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I argue the payoff are, yeah. is Rocky wins. Yeah. Rocky doesn't just Rocky beats a guy who's cheating. That's your payoff. Yeah. It doesn't. But the, the that last fight is so towards the end of the film. It, it doesn't. I I, it, I I think it's paced really weirdly. Okay. And I did not get the payoff for it. I was like, okay, cool, it's one. We get told the average heavyweight throws punches at 700 pounds per square inch. Drago's at 1850. And we're like, okay, so almost triple. Yeah. 
we're not doing any sort of tests on the guy no in boxing which is a fairly regulated <laughs> sport but i did catch at the 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 last fight he mm-hmm. does say this is not a sanctioned oh, yeah. fight it's not a sanctioned he? fight no no so does that mean because they're in russia they don't do doping and stuff. They don't. Well, they're check. both exhibitions, so t- theoretically, I mean, it's, it's kind of it's kind of woolly about what it means. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk more later. Yeah, uh, around the table. So Apollo comes around and he says something that he has to do, and then like eighties robot comes out, but now eighties robot is feminine. Talk about you know, gendering <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Polly's like kind of attracted to it. He's like, "That's my girl." We're like, "What?" Yeah. He's like, "Hello, Polly." I brought you a beer. And he's like, thanks, baby. And I'm like, this is weird. But about how like controlling Polly was in like Rocky one, it lines up with his strategy, but it seems weird that in order to be okay with this domesticated, whatever, he's got to feminize the robot. Yeah. It's consistent with his character. It's just a bit weird. Um, Adrian says that Apollo has been five years retired and they both have nothing left to prove. And then they watch an old fight of theirs together. Creed feels, and you can tell he's living in this in this thing still, and he needs the fame. He says they leave you alone once you retire. And Rocky wants to know, you know, are you fighting your own? Who are you fighting? You fighting Drago? Or are you fighting you? I don't know why I got angry here. That's the truth. That's why. Well, yeah, but I mean, I hated this delivery of this. I don't understand why you got angry because it made me angry. It's I'd have been like, angry. Well, are no. you fighting you? Are you fighting yourself? You sound like you're the Russian. Yeah. Always, he just sounds... He, he, I'm sorry. The fact that I try and root for a guy that I can't understand without subtitles makes me mad. Because he just... He really frustrates me. Rocky as a character pisses me off. Yeah, he in, doesn't me. In this film? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, really does. I, was, I could not get behind him in the slightest because I was like, what? Okay. Uh, well, if you're not going to get behind him, then you're not going to get behind the movie, which is fine. <laughs> um, because he is the underdog and you are supposed to root for him. Um, uh, he's not the underdog. You see, here's the thing. This film's clever. <laughs> hold back, hold back, hold back. Because Rocky is the champion, right? Rocky's the champion of the world. So he's not the underdog yet. No, not yet. Because everybody's riding off. Yeah, yeah, Drago. yeah. If I, I'm going to pivot over so slightly. I want to tell you a small story about, about real sports. Um, in, Can- in 1972, Canada and the Soviet Union had a best of eight hockey series. And um, so I think that part of this has to impact this film. And so they get the best NHL players, which is the professional league of ice hockey in, in Canada and the United States. But the ones who are Canadian born, right, mm-hmm. which is pretty much the entire NHL at this point. And they put them all together on a super team. And they play this Russian squad who comes over. And they have their first game. I think it's in Montreal. So four games in Canada, four games in the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. right? And, like, Canada gets, like, destroyed. Wow. And nobody saw it coming because they were cocky and they were, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. coming over and we'll try and keep it below 10 goals on you boys and stuff like this, right? And Canada gets destroyed. And then by the time we get to, like, game five, six over in, over in, in Russia, it's about, can we beat these guys? Hmm. And what do we have to do to beat these guys? Because they seem like they're, like, Ivan Drago, basically, mm-hmm. there's like a team full of them, and you know, in the end, it, it's everything Rocky has. Like, like, um, there's like they go and they 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 score, and the goal light won't come on, and like it's like is this? And people are like like storming <laughs> on the ice to go. That pucks in the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Canada does eventually win. I think they uh, they ended up going like 
uh, three wins. I think they're both at three wins and a tie going into the last game. And Canada wow. wins. It's like this last second goal, too. Wow. And it's like the definitive moment of ice hockey lore in Canada. But we always forget. We went into it being like... Have the, yeah, this is we, very similar, isn't it? We went into it being like, this is just going to be us just like, it's a goodwill thing. We're going to try and like not make them look too bad. Have they ever made that into a movie then? Uh, not a, uh, not like a... Because I think the fact that it's a Canadian... If it's an American team, totally would have happened. Oh, That's okay. why you get like Miracle, because it's a one-game thing. Yeah. This series would be a great movie, but it's it's the same beats as as this thing, right? Yeah, you come yeah, over and you yeah. go, well, we're going to try and take it easy on you, da-da-da-da-da. So Rocky's not the underdog yet, because no. Rocky's a champion of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like, I think that's why I can't get behind him because he's just an asshole at the beginning. And I, <laughs> I think he's, he's an not, asshole. What makes him an asshole? Other experience to Rocky is the first film. Right, right. But what makes him? But let's. But what, what makes him an asshole in this film though? Because you said he's an asshole from the start. I don't think he is. No, he's not. He's just he's unlikable. Quiet. What makes? Okay, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge this. What makes him unlikable? He comes home. He's got a. a, a he can't wait, but to give his wife her anniversary present a, a, a week early. He's trying to spend time with his kid. I don't like him. Rock, there's no reason I don't like him and he's yeah, an asshole, though, because yeah, yeah, asshole yeah. means yeah, his well, actions cause him to do things. He's an asshole in my head because of his because of the first film, and I can't get over that. All right. We will, we will change. No, I'll tell you why, especially because no, remember, I his actions before. in the first film have granted him, and I've not seen two and three, so yeah. maybe that's an issue here, but his actions in the first film where he was an arsehole at times have led him does to it, greatness okay. in the beginning of this one does, and they don't add up for me. Does it seem that she loves him? Yeah, probably. Okay, okay. She does. She does. And always has done. We've talked about one and I think one does have... One is I, completely I, I think, different. I think if you're making one today, you've you got you to change from You shit. do. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. do. Uh, but as far as four, I don't think four you got to change a damn thing. No, four is... But it is hard. It's a different movie. My my issue might be if you want to go, it's hard to root for him because he's not the underdog at the start. Because how can he be? He's the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. So you got to humble him before you build him back up. The thing is, he's not a loudmouth in this. No, he's not Apollo. No, no, no. He's not. He's not a show off. No, he's not that. Because that's why you 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 still need him to be the quiet guy, so Apollo can be Apollo. (laughs) Because Carl Weathers is great in his Apollo Creed persona when he's full of himself. I don't like broken Apollo. No, 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 no. Because Apollo comes across as an asshole sometimes. Oh, actually, I think if you, you, know, you, you sit here and tell me Apollo was, yeah. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Because I think, okay, here's the here's the role of Stallone. Stallone in this scene, if I can get back to the scene we're talking about, mm-hmm. his job is to represent the audience and to plant the idea, hey, what is this really about? Is this because he's sitting there and he's living with this fight and he's like, oh, and he, he clearly goes, once you stop fighting, they stop paying attention to you. So what he's addicted to, it isn't even the comp- the competition. It's about it's the, the idea fame, of really. the fame. I don't know who I am if I'm not Apollo Creed yeah. heavyweight boxer. Where Rocky's so that's okay his, to be that's his character flaw. And Rocky's going, hey, we ain't going to live forever. No. We're getting older. Now, is is it written this well? No, but it's all, <laughs> but it's also written consistently with the voice of the Rocky character we, we've had for for in this case, I guess four films. Again, this I also think oh, this is the first one of the four I saw, or the first one of the films I saw. Same. So I don't have that experience. And to me, this is just he represents the West, and you got to keep in mind also in the nineteen eighties, like it was the big bad Russians might kill us all. Yeah, and it was there are two different worlds. Yeah, so you rallied around these jingoistic type heroes who represented you. I mean, he's wearing the flipping flag on his trunks eventually, yep. right? I maybe that's a part of it as well because I don't. I'm not. I'm not American. I don't have that kind of stereotypism. I don't even think it was about. But, okay, go ahead. But also, I hate boxing as a sport. 
So mm-hmm. this whole thing is just... But it's not It's not really... I hear you, but it's... But the, la- the last half hour of this film is just people beating each other up. Right, well, the, well, well, the last half of Avatar is people shooting at each other. Yeah, I don't like yeah, war, yeah. but I'm not going... I don't like Avatar because they're shooting guns at each other. Well, no, but that's a fantastical, mythical well, isn't this? thing. No, because it's boxing and people getting beaten up and I don't... And boxing exists in real life. And I know war exists in real life, but the Navi don't exist right, in real right. life. And neither does Unabfuckingtanium, which is a stupid right. name for a thing. But, like, it just... I don't like boxing as a sport. I don't like films about violence and I don't like I don't like Rocky as a character. And so my skew on this film is going to be very negative, especially because it's not written well, so I can't even jump on that. Okay, let me finish the scene and then we'll go to some more Christmas with good cheer. Yeah. And we'll rebound so. and we'll come back. Sounds good. Um so where we are here and so Creed asks Rocky, Will you stand by my side one more time? And he admits that yeah, okay, he goes, Okay. Because they're friends, that. yeah. They're friends. And uh, the but, idea being that if there's anybody who can relate to what he's going through or will at some point be able to relate to what he's going through, it'll be Rocky. So, with that in mind, who's that at the door? It's carol singers. Oh, hello there, boys, at the uh, best <laughs> podcast of all time. Uh, the, uh, the best uh, the podcast and um, movie film time that you are in I love you, I think you're right deadly and I've had a a wicked time listening to you over the last uh, year or two and uh, what a great uh, what year? (laughs) Twenty oh yeah, 2022 it was and what a great 2023 you're gonna have, look, it feels that in me fucking bones (laughs) anyway, this is Step Taylor, aka Stippy Tay, aye, 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 aye and uh, it's just so great to be able to connect with you, and I hope this, uh, I hope I make it in time, I don't know, but anyway, what a great year you gave me, hey, with your fucking reviews, oh, I mean, it was just a treat, a sweet treat to to try and believe, eh? like, uh, uh, Ian there with all his bossiness and his, uh, oh, I'm the leader, uh, dominate me, uh, that's not the Roman Reigns quote, anyway, I didn't get <clears throat> anyway, and then you got uh, Liam, and he's all afraid of ghosts, and he doesn't like the ghoulishness, which is understandable. I suppose he spoke him a sort, I suppose, eh? But yeah, and then he don't really don't take kindly to people trashing his old films no one likes. Oh, uh, you'll love this episode. That was uh, <laughs> a real uh, pearl. And then you got Georgia forever with a cold. She can't forget a cold, eh? She just, she's just working. <laughs> and uh, Ethan uh, just constantly put upon, and somewhat deservedly so. I mean, my son, you, you, like, you got to look up the quotes, and you got to keep the ages straight. That's, that's the gig, isn't it? But anyway, boys, like, oh, here, hey, what a, oh, what a ridiculous year. Loved it. Pandemic's not over, by the way. I haven't had a trace of cold or flu here in Chaplam, Newfoundland the whole time. So there's something to be said for keeping your mask on. And no, I'm not playing up the Newfoundland accent. I actually do speak like this. So anyway, thanks for taking my message and um, have a great new year. Did he change his accent in the last five seconds? Yeah. Well, that was... He sounded Irish to begin with. Oh, if you're from Newfoundland, it's pretty close. It's quite close. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know Step Taylor was Irish. That was I definitely brilliant. know he was from Newfoundland. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> I said, I, I, I only was put a start and an end on it, and that was it. Wow. So I did not know any of that was coming. <laughs> that was brilliant. Me and my bossiness didn't know about you that. You and your bossiness. I, I, I think bossiness in the sense of I am the boss. <laughs> as opposed to, but Ethan being put upon <laughs> deservedly <laughs> so. Deservedly so, yeah. Oh, that's funny. George in a never-ending cold. Just always ill. That yep. is, that's, that's who I am. That was that was fantastic. Oh. Uh, that was more two minutes of stand. That was like a roast for that, two minutes. That right? was brilliant. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I was on a roller coaster. That's oh, great. Thank you for that. That yeah. was fantastic. Brilliant. Um, let's go to the press conference. It's all bluster from Apollo, and he definitely oversteps. Uh, he's calling the Russians. He's being very insulting. Um, he's trying to sell a fight. We find out afterwards he's trying to sell a fight. Did I do all right? <laughs> the spokesman says Drago shouldn't even be fighting Apollo because he's a has-been. And that's... Five years out of the sport. Yeah. That's pretty much it is, isn't it? You know, because you've got to be trained, 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 trained to get up to that point. And five years in boxing, being out of it. But you got to keep in mind, Drago's unknown. Yeah, but he's been training. Yeah, but who knows? He comes over to... He's hasn't even... We know he, but but, the, but, but doesn't, Paul doesn't know. No, 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 no. But hasn't... Didn't they, don't they say he's trained and fought people in the Soviet... You can say anything. There's an iron curtain. You don't know anything to be true or we false. Still don't also, he know. does look fucking massive. Yeah. Well, he's, like, <laughs> he's a big a boy. Pretty, that's a pretty good indicator. <laughs> fucking okay, I got news to you. A lot of big boys have, have gone through boxing and fallen down. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sure they have, but like he's... I wouldn't be being quite so cocky looking at the size of him. Of all of five foot two. I got, I got, I got five and a half words for you. Six words. Former heavyweight champion of the world. This isn't just like Liam's going, yeah, I can take him. (laughs) No, true. Were you hyphenating heavyweight? Former. No, heavyweight's one word. It's one word. Yeah, heavyweight, heavyweight is a weight class. It's one word. Ugh. Yeah. Hate that. (laughs) But that is hyphenated though, isn't it? No. Oh, I always thought it was. Not even remotely. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Great having an English teacher. <laughs> Most of what I do is boxing classes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the adjective? Heavyweight. All right. That's right about it. Um, so uh, we find out he's trying to work the crowd. He's done all right. And then we go before the fight. And Rocky goes to him and goes, hey, maybe we should uh, postpone the fight a couple of weeks. And I think he's trying to, like, stoke the fires. Yeah, no, he's yeah. being 100% serious. He is being serious. Maybe yeah. we should find out some more about this guy. Da, 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 da. You know, it's just an exhibition fight, but it doesn't mean anything. And Apollo basically wraps up the film's plot by going, don't you get it, man? It's us against them. <laughs> that's that's what this film is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Drago's preparing in the dark because we know he's the villain. It was a great shot of him. Mm-hmm. The cinematography on this is actually pretty on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ludmilla goes to Creed's wife and says she hopes after it's over they can be friends because yeah. because they're sportsmen, not soldiers. Well, hang on. Drago's a captain in the, in the military. He's Captain Ivan Drago. Yeah. He's in his military uniform like all the time. So, um, and then we get, uh, so Drago is like in the ring already. He doesn't get to walk to it and the ring just like comes up comes through the up floor. Through the floor yeah. And Drago's looking confused. I'm like, why were you standing down there if you weren't expecting this to occur? Yeah. I'm in the basement. Wait, there's people here? And so then we get living in America. Um, How? The song was released as a single from the movie soundtrack and became Brown's top first top 1040 single in 11 years and the last one the he film? would ever get. Wow. I don't know if it was written for the film or not. I guess so. I know so. this song because obviously it's been used loads and loads because it's... 
I feel like... Hilarious. I don't know if it was written for the film. I feel like I've known it for a long while, but I, I associate it with Rocky Four. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I know what... Living in a minute. Yeah. Um, Creed comes down from up top, and he's all gusto. So you have this, like, almost, like, religious imagery where, like, Drago's, like, from hell. Mm-hmm. And he come from the And heavens. Apollo's almost from heaven, which is kind of where he might be going. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And he's great, but he was told, don't tire yourself out. And what's he doing? He's dancing. He's yeah. moving around. He's going to gas himself out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of not subtle Hugo Boss branding I've got down here. Because <laughs> yeah. all, all cornermen are wearing Hugo Boss shirts. And, of course, Rocky's is white. Yep. And Apollo's dancing around. And he gets in the ring. And Apollo says, I feel born again. Because he's got the attention. Now, it's a really weird boxing ring where it's like on a platform. Yeah. And everybody, it's like it's not, on a stage. Not in a round. That's yeah. on a stage. Yeah. So it's like you want to see a West End show. Yeah. And it's just on the one side. So That's three weird. quarters of the ring, you have blind spots. Yeah, as opposed would, to a boxing fight where you surround the ring. You would have done that. Or a wrestling way. event yeah, where you yeah. surround a ring. Yeah, or a yeah, tennis yeah. match. Or yeah. name, name sport here. You always surround what's going on. You do. Really strange. That was odd. Um, and so, um, but all the attention on the ball, the, the announcer's like, and we are, we are lucky tonight to be destined with a true champion. And I'm like, oh, he's talking about Apollo. Rocky Balboa. And I'm like, okay, okay. so here's the guy we care. Oh, it was, so I can a sideward glance from Creed. Like, you're taking my thunder here. Now, he kind of figures this out. Would have been nice, wouldn't it? He kind of figures this out in Rocky Five because Rocky Five is what it becomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he starts raising Tommy Gunn. Yeah, yeah, And Tommy gets upset because they won't stop talking about Rocky rather yeah. than about Tommy. Yeah, yeah, So, like, but that should have been this. Yeah. But I, I know but you he want him to be... He's, he's, I, he's okay. I know you want him to be the hero when he dies, but I'm like, I don't know how you get the, this. The Apollo part always feels a bit clumsy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um... <laughs> Apollo's got a lot of nicknames, and Rock's like, you got enough nicknames? And I'm sitting there going, no, no, man, I'm totally cool with it. As the head of the table, the voice of reason, I got myself enough nicknames as well. I will 100% stand and keep, by that. And keep going with them, yeah. Yeah, like, absolutely. Work, work on your branding. <laughs> um, and so Drago is booed because he's Soviet and not American. And I'm going brackets, this is the 80s, but it's still... It's it's a problem I have with the last scene, but we'll talk about that when we get to we we, we get to. But Russia. we need this scene for him them to boo for later on. Sure. Don't we? So yeah. So everyone's booing Drago. Is this a sanctioned fight? Like because uh, 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 they say it's a um, it's an exhibition exhibition, which means they're not supposed to go full out, are they? Uh, I think I think all exhibition means is it doesn't count in the standings. Oh, I thought that was to go a bit lighter in the way you got. You're just uh, having a. It depends on the way you use it. In the North American use of the word, I don't think it... Because I, 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 if it was that kind, you'd just have them have head, headgear on, wouldn't you? The only reason I say this is because in the third movie, there's an exhibition match with Thunderlips, which is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And that they have a... He, he goes, right, well, I'll just tap you here and we'll just do this and we'll just dance around the ring a bit. Oh, really? You know, it's only an exhibition. We're only supposed oh, to... Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? And and so that's why the only reason... Because my train of thought was when he says exhibition match, it's just a... Just throw in a few punches, see how so it goes. Like, mm, so this bit, we, we could have used a scene where that was talked about then. Yeah, yeah well, if yeah. you've seen the third one, that's how, how yeah. I yeah. imagined it. So this is why it was a shock to me that they go full out. Does it, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, like, it's not like Apollo's not going full out, though, is he? He's, he's clearly going full out. Yeah. yeah. But why call it an exhibition match? It just know. seems odd. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, Apollo tries to hit gloves with Drago and his hands don't move. <laughs> so the end is supposed to like sort of tap gloves and they tap gloves back and that's generally what you do at the start. Yeah. But his hands don't move and it's like, oh, this, this guy's strong. He's solid. And he just goes, you will lose. Yeah. 
I think he's gone. I, I think clearly someone watched like Terminator One. Yeah, and they went, "Oh, this is good." Just have him say nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really Terminator. badass. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get uh, the fight starts, and here's the announcers. Now you've probably paid thirty four ninety five to watch this on like pay per view. Yeah, they go. Well, Apollo's over the hill, and the Russian hasn't fought anybody. That's what I want to hear after spending thirty four ninety five. Don't hype the fight up. Just start tearing the guys down, so it doesn't mean anything regardless who wins. You're just seeing the best bit, Rocky. Yep. Uh, Drago is sort of just dodging all of Apollo's punches, and then he's told the to fight, and that's basically it. He almost creed. Uh, end of the first round, Drago th- throws about five to six punches after the bell, and I'm going, that probably should have been the fight. Yeah. You probably should have DQ'd him here. And, the, and, and I the, know it's movie boxing, and it's... It, it's and a- it's not down to the, the... Well, the team can throw in the towel. Yep. But the referee should have just gone, no, enough, done. Yeah, you can, you can disqualify a guy. Yeah, yeah, you want. yeah, yep. yeah. Um, Stallone stated that Lundgren nearly forced Carl Weathers to quit the movie. Uh, really? At one point in the filming of the scene, Lundgren tossed Weathers into the corner of the boxing ring. Weathers shouted profanities at Lundgren while leaving the ring and announced he was calling his agent and quitting the movie. Only after Stallone forced the two actors to reconcile did filming continue. Wow. The event caused a four-day work stoppage while Weathers was talked back into the part and Lundgren agreed to tone down his aggression. In a recent interview, Dolph Lundgren's disputed this belief that there was bad blood between him and Weathers. Lundgren said he never had any problem with Weathers, but felt Weathers might have been afraid of him due to his real-life world training as a martial artist. Yeah. Lundgren did not dispute, though, that Weathers had left the set at least once in a tirade about Lundgren's <laughs> unrestrained hits during their fight scene. Yeah, well, I guess he's used to close contact sport, isn't he? He's yep. close to hitting and hitting. He's not used to just restraining and filming. Oh, we got more about that coming up. Oh, really? Apollo then makes Rocky promise he won't stop the fight, quote, no matter what. And he looks at his wife and then raises a glove, and you're like, oh, this is rough. See, you got to know when you're beat, though, haven't you? But he, he, he wants... No matter what. It's, it's weird that you weren't here for The Wrestler, because this is, reminds me a lot of, of, of the character in The Wrestler, where he's like, I want, I want to die in that ring. That's yeah, who I am. Actually, yeah. there's a lot of comparisons, actually, between Randy the Ram and Apollo. Oh. Yeah, I didn't like that film either. It's better written. No, oh, that one is much better written, yeah. <laughs> uh, Creed's getting destroyed in round two, and his wife screams to stop the fight. Drago pushes the referee away, who's trying to stop the fight. At which point, the fight should be over. This is where I have a problem, right? Because now when we're about to see him knock him out for good, yeah, right. why is there not a reckoning with this? Because well, the, the referees tried to stop him. Yeah, I think, I think that's the question that's coming up in a minute, yeah. He absolutely should be arrested and put in jail for yeah, manslaughter because yeah. he's not abiding by the rules of the game. No. Um, Rocky's told to throw in the towel by, oh, what's his name? Oh, he's the... the, the Duke. Yeah, yeah, Creed's... No pain. No, yeah. Yeah. Pain. Um, Rocky's told to throw in the towel. Rocky hesitates because he promised. Mm-hmm. One last punch and Creed is down. In order to sell this death blow to Apollo, Carl Weathers made it a point to land face first and feign a twitching motion after hitting the ground. I was looking for this. You don't see it. Yeah. Uh, no, but he did face He did fall it. face first, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so convincing, the onset physician feared he'd actually been injured. Oh, wow. During the end of the fight, obviously, Ivan throws the referee aside. Uh, in this regard, uh, Ivan would have been disqualified indefinitely and most likely charged with manslaughter yeah. due to the fact yeah. that Creed's death occurred after the fight was stopped. So the sanctions of this is an assault only go as far as this is a legal fight. The minute yeah. the ref says we're done. Yeah, and you carry on. Now you're assaulting someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, 
Creed, uh, sorry, uh, so Stallone has said that one of his biggest regrets in the film was killing off the character of Apollo Creed due to needing to give Rocky the motivation to train and defeat Drago. He said in recent years, if he could make it again, he'd have Apollo simply been confined to a wheelchair, and that would have allowed him to become a more subdued, introspective character. Because, yeah, but, but he doesn't think he's making Rocky <coughs> no, five, no, Rocky no, six. No, no, true. Yeah. Um, this is one of the few sports movies that applies genuine sound effects from actual punches. Bonafide training methods created by boxing consultants and a bevy of new special effects. Famously, in the first one, it's the sound of like a baseball bat hitting like uh, hanging things of meat. How oh, is it? That's the sound of the punches. Oh, were cool. Those cracks. Yeah. But this one, it's actually the sound of punches. I don't know how they got it. Wow. Heaven, I feel bad for that poor Foley guy. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the apprentice Foley guy? There he there is. There he is. I mean, Stan. <laughs> You're gonna moment. You're gonna be in the movie, kid. <laughs> 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 um, and let's talk about the end of the fight. There's some excellent cross cutting of like he's got Rocky's got like uh, Apollo in his arms, and they cut to like Ivan doing the the interview after the fight. You know, including like if he dies, he dies. See now, I this... am here for the, what, the the champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you know, I can understand if that was a you know an underground fighting ring. But it's not. It's a televised thing. Yep. The guy should be arrested. If he dies, he dies. Fight. Here's the thing, though. So we talked about what should have happened. Is this why he goes back to Russia? The though? fight was never stopped. Mm. The bell doesn't go. He just tries to pull him off him. Yeah. So, um, and it's and it's and it's and it's movie boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Course, yeah, yeah. Movie boxing where no one ever, was, no one ever blocks a punch. It always, you just sta- no, you, you just dodge or you or you just swing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish real life boxing would. I mean, it, no, no fight would make it to the third round. No, 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 <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so uh, let's. Uh, Rocky's white sweatshirt is stained with Apollo's blood. blood yeah, nice, nice shot. And in the funeral, Rocky gives his belt to Apollo in death. And it's weird because depending on the, the kind of a, a scene where he goes before the boxing tribunal and says he needs to go to Russia and fight uh, Drago. Da, 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 da. And some clips said that he's stripped of his belt and some just say the belt's not on the line. It was a little bit of inconsistency yeah. from here on because he said at one point in this part, it says he's been stripped by the boxing federation because he's going to go fight Drago. They've taken the belt off him. Oh, okay. As opposed to when he gets to the fight, they'll go, the belt's not on the line. Yeah, the commentary actively says this is not yeah. Yeah. the American whatever so happened they to put the belt on the line. There's, yeah. there's, there's a bit of an issue there, but they didn't really properly clean up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stallone felt it bogged down the movie. I mean, Stallone knows what he's playing. He's playing for you here. So he knows what he's going for. He goes, uh, that's yeah. like I caught up in the details. People want to see this. But as, as, as a kid watching it, you know, as like a, a 12, 13-year-old watching it, I went... You don't, you're well, not this really, is bigger than a title, isn't it? Y- yeah, you, you're not you're not taking in all these little nah, bits. You're fine. not, you know, you're, you're just going with the spectacle, aren't you? Let's take in the spectacle <laughs> of our fourth carol singer, Ooh. shall we? Who's at the door, Georgia? It's carol singers. Yay. Merry Christmas, BFE, from your favourite ensign. Oh, short and sweet. That short was very and short sweet. and sweet, but great Thank to hear you. from you, Anthony and Davies. Yeah, beat me in fantasy football this year. <laughs> After I gave him some advice and went, you know, you can you can you can drop a player from one position and pick up a player of a different position. It doesn't be the same one. And I thought I'm just doing a good deed. And then he beat me. Yeah. Does that make a difference? Like, huh? Does that make a difference? What do you mean? Putting him in different positions. No, no. What I mean is he was on his bench. Oh, okay. And he went. So if I drop, let's name a player, Corderell Patterson, who's a running back. Yeah. Well, I can pick up a wide receiver. Oh, yeah, you don't have to replace him with another running back. You no, can just, no, no, you can. Those bench spots can be just any overflow you, you, you want. You can have 
Like Liam, four you can have four kickers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Uh, let's go to another <laughs> press conference. And we find out Rocky's not making a penny for this fight, which again just feels like a mistake. It feels wrong, yeah. Because uh, obviously, you're going into this thinking your mate has just died. Yeah. You want to set up your family if you're going to die. That's you a good don't point. know. You would, you would do it for money, wouldn't you? And obviously. Or I don't know, like give some, get some money for. Your give the money to Apollo's family. family. Yeah, died, yeah, yeah. Or. You know, like someone's like there's someone like there's TV cameras there. Everybody else is getting rich on this, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be a martyr, yeah. literally. Uh, uh, Christmas Day is the date, and it's not Rocky's choice. So this is the idea that the Russians are attacking Christmas. <laughs> They've taken away his Christmas. Why? It wasn't my choice. And this is all news to Polly, who's just looking at the camera like, what? What is going on here? I like Polly in this movie. There's just the right amount of Polly. Yeah, there's not too much. There's not too much. No. And he's more of a comic. He's just, he's a curmudgeon. He's not abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ludmilla makes a, they won't fight anywhere but the Soviet Union. And Ludmilla makes a good speech about how there's a narrative, how Americans are also very good and the Russians are also very bad. And I'm like, that actually plays really well in a modern context. Mm. But, of course, back then it was, no, the Russians are very, very bad. And the Americans are very, very good because that's us. Yeah. Or even if we're not American, they're the ones who, like, lead our side. Mm. They're our friend who's got who's got all the weapons. So. The allies, yeah. So, whereas this time around, especially with Ukraine and Russia, there's a lot more sympathy towards the Russian people as a whole. Because the Russian army who, yeah, we don't know their personal politics. We no. just know they're just doing what they're told. Yeah, and, yeah. and the, like, the civilians in Russia who are going through and hell some, as well yeah. because of it all. And yeah. some who are, yeah, the soldiers who are choosing not to fight. The soldiers yeah. are choosing to fight. It, it, it's a complicated. I think we understand the nuance of things a yeah, lot absolutely. more because mm-hmm. we've listened to a lot more voices now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas before, you only had what your own national media would give you. Or tell you, yeah. So it was really easy to have these jingoistic sides to it. So, you know, we talk about the evil league of evil. That was what made movies great in the 80s, is you could cast a group, in this case, the Soviets, who usually were. Yeah. They were the evil league of evil who eat, you know, evil cereal and drink evil milk. (laughs) That's what they did. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a great series available, uh, German language, but it's available in this country anyway, on all four, called Deutschland 83. Oh, I've heard of that. And what it does is it puts you in the shoes of an East German spy, mm-hmm. and they show you his, his life in the East. And, they, and then he has to go spy in the West and pretend he's, 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 he's a West German soldier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it kind of humanizes the East Germans, and you go, oh, they're actually really similar. For everything they have different about them, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. As it goes on, they, they go into kind of more jingoistic, unfortunately, kind of yeah, yeah, ways. Yeah. But 83 is fantastic. It's really, it's really nuanced. Uh, so it's available in the UK, if nothing else. So go check that out. It's actually a bigger show in the UK than it is in Germany. <sighs> Germans didn't want to relive the Cold War. No, they don't. They're like, let's not talk about the time that we were all divided. We're all German now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, uh, whereas I thought it was brilliant. Um, so they've done a great job brainwashing Rocky. Drago wanted the fight with him, and now they're playing hard to get and making Rocky do all the jumping through the hoops yep. in order to get what he wants. And the press go to Rocky's house, and probably my advice to Rocky would be tell your, your wife, wife first. first. Yeah. Because she knows nothing about the fight. Yeah. So here you can feel he's, you can use that word here. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, she challenges Rocky when he gets home, and they go, should we have this fight with the lights on? No, it'll be better for the movie's <laughs> aesthetic if we leave yeah, the lights yeah, off. Yeah. Um, and she goes, why are you fighting? Even if you win, it won't bring Apollo back. And then he's like, what were Apollo's lines earlier? I got to say them because I'm a fighter. Yeah. And she goes, you can't win. And he stops and he goes, Adrian, who always tells the truth. 
Yeah. And he goes, well, maybe I can't win, but it's something I got to do. Which is incredibly selfish. He's just seen his a fr- someone who is a friend who uh, who they are on a comparable level <coughs> of fitness and ability. Yeah, Rocky's probably a little bit better, but not massively so. No, you're right. This is, the, this is the conceit level. of the film. Yeah. He's been killed. I'm trying to use the word conceit by... because uh, um, I'm going to say friend of the podcast. Sinead Prasad used it when we interviewed <laughs> him. And I'm trying to work the word conceit and make it part of my vernacular now. So go ahead. So, yeah, so his he's just watched his friend be killed by this guy and he's saying he has to go and do this knowing full well that he has a wife and a child that he would leave behind if he also dies okay something that i think that's f- incredibly selfish i agree yeah but he's not thinking that is he he's thinking the vengeance is friends i, death, I agree with that too it? and i think the film doesn't do a good enough job though they're going to try and do it in, 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 in something they use called a montage in a second <laughs> they use a montage in this is yes <laughs> uh, i think they're trying to get to the idea that rocky's haunted by his when he was trapped by his own promise of not throwing him a towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has to do this because he feels, I think he feels he's responsible, he's responsible for yeah. Apollo's death. Yeah. But also dying doesn't fix that. Right. Yeah, but, but he's not, he's not hoping but to But he's die, haunted. He? Yeah, he's not going to die, but he's haunted by this. And he's, before he, he, he his action was one of inaction. Yeah. And at least in this case, I can do something. It doesn't mean we agree with the logic, but it does no. mean you understand the motivation of of, of the character. Of I why, think also, yeah. they, like, you'd seen, like, because Drago just keeps hitting anyway, even if he had a thrown in the towel at the point that he should have done, he's still going to give him that last punch no, anyway. I would have done better with if Rocky had more of an ego. Because if you have an ego, then you can go, I believe I am the greatest boxer in the world, and I believe I can put this guy down. But Rocky's always been a bit humble, which is really weird for a sport like boxing. Yeah, and he always has been the whole way through. Yeah. Maybe that's why he frustrates me more. Maybe if he was more of an actual asshole, I'd be more on board. Do you, do you, do you like Apollo more than you like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Apollo. Yeah, I'm like, I I'm like, yeah. prefer the character of Apollo. Living in a man. Oh, you know, yeah, we didn't talk about yeah. his costume, which I think was the same costume he wears in Rocky 1. The, the top hat and the when he comes in, yeah, when he comes in because he's it's, it's all about America's bicentennial, isn't it? He's definitely and he wants the all American champion. Yeah. I think yeah, he's yeah. the hat too. Yeah. So that's interesting, full circle. If that's the way that goes, yeah. Because in two, he wears something a little bit different. It's still America themed, but it's not that. And he also lends um, Rocky his shorts in. I think it's, I think that's the third. I think he does lend his shorts in the third to fight. Was it this one? He has his shorts for memory. I can't remember. But I one know. of them, he ends up sw- using. Creed's, he's, got, he's got his hat later. He starts using Creed shorts. Okay, it's not a plot point in this movie. No, no. So no, if no, it's no, a plot no. point in the movie, then it must be three. I think that might be to to fight Clubber. I think maybe. I think he he hands his shorts and say, "Look, you know, I'm with you. I'm beside you." Type thing. Um, I think I can't remember, but he definitely uses his shorts in this one. Okay, when he fights Drago. Um, Rocky drives and Drago has a photo shoot as we have our first, our first real montage, actually. The song No Easy Way Out by Robert Tepper. Good song. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> um, he flashes back to the fight with Drago and running down the beach. And then it's like, you know what? Screw it. First three films. Line them up. Yeah. Go, go, go. And we get like, so yeah, we get like, we didn't get any Hulk Hogan footage. No, we didn't. No. But we got a lot of jumping in the surf. Yeah. Uh, we got we got we got a lot of the love story yeah, between Rocky days, and yeah. Adrian from their early days and the scene that we talked about at great length. If you want to hear one of our earliest sort of therapy sessions on the mic, go th- check out Rocky One. Do you think this was then like you know how they say when you die, you flash your life flash before your eyes? 
Do you think this is his life flashing before his this eyes? This is him weighing everything up and going, do I really want to do this? Yeah. And, he, and the answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, but he realizes... But he's work twice as he, hard for it. He realizes what he's, uh, what he's putting on the line. Yeah. And we get the wedding, and we get the baby, and we get their, we get their whole story. Yeah. Um, and so you go... And so there's a cross cut of Rocky falling face first in a, in a studio. He's just in, you know, in a boxing ring with lit up and he's falling face first and it's cross cut with Apollo falling face first. Mm. So he's considering, he's envisioning how it could end for him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Rocky then talks to his kid. My note is I hate this kid so much because the kid asks, are you scared? And he's like, what me? No, I'm not scared. Oh, if a big giant man wanted to beat <laughs> me up, I'd be real scared. The, I, the writing is not help, does not help this no, scene the at right, all either. The writing, and he directed it. So he writes it and it's tells the kid how to say so it. so bad. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, Rocky's wearing the flat cap given to him by... Oh, we're not there yet. Uh, I just got to hit this kid. Uh, again, I hate this kid so much. And then Rocky gets in the limo without talking to Adrian. Yeah, they just both kind of stare talk. at each other. Yeah, you yeah. think so? When was it established that she wasn't going with? I think in the, in the fight she's when they don't turn the lights on. She's making a stand, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think because she went, you can't win. So why? Oh, well, I'm not she's not you. going to be like the like like um, um, Apollo Creed's wife, wife and, yeah, and watch him die. Yeah. Surely, you'd if you love that person though. If they're if they're going to their death, you'd want you don't want to watch them die, but you want to be there with them in their final moment. You, Surely, you you did watch the whole movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I yeah I know, but like even even if you've if you'd had a fight with someone. That you love that much. Maybe yeah, she's, they are going maybe she's hoping he, maybe, maybe she's world. hoping he'll change his mind. Maybe this is, maybe this is her move. This is one of these movies. So what do they movies. do with the kid once she does get there? I've I've, I've got notes on that because <laughs> he's just there with two of his buds. Like, <laughs> well, he got Uncle I've got Paulie notes on this. The, he's got Uncle Paulie in the the robot. <laughs> no, Uncle Paulie's in, <laughs> Russia. Paulie's in Russia. Oh yeah, he's got the robot. <laughs> he's got the robot in the maid. <laughs> um, so welcome to Russia, and by Russia I mean Wyoming. Um some snow in it i'll tell you what like i've been in parts of canada that are like that wow yeah, yeah. oh yeah like that's not that, that i looks, saw that that looks, looks fun yeah. that looks fun heavy. when paulie starts heavy. falling over yeah yeah uh rocky's wearing the flat cap given to him by apollo and they're driven to a cabin <laughs> in the middle of nowhere which was rocky's request mm-hmm. he's been assigned official chaperones who are in a black benz all the time and just follow him around. Yep. They look like they're about to murder him. And don't really do anything. Polly wants to know if he can get the... the how, I'm going to watch the, the Rose Bowl game. How that's going to happen? Well, the Rose Bowl game is January 1st. <laughs> the fight's December 25th. I think he'll be home. Yeah. Um, Polly's wearing the Gazden flag on the back of his coat, which you might know is a flag with a, on a yellow field with a snake coiled up that says, don't tread on me. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's named after politician Christopher Gadsden, sorry, Gadsden, Gadsden, who designed it in 1775 during the American Revolution. It's used by the Continental Marines as an early model flag along with the Moultrie flag. Its design proclaims an assertive warning of vigilance and a willingness to act in defense of coercion. It has been led to be associated with the ideas of individualism and liberty. Uh, often used in the United States as a symbol for right libertarianism, classical liberalism, and small government for distrust or defiance against authorities and government. Uh, so, so far, 
you know, kind of all right, because America is about personal individual rights and freedoms and not government This or whatever. is about sect turn, isn't it? And occasionally co-opted for right-wing populism or far-right ideology, yep. most recent by the Tea Party in 2009. <laughs> if you remember the Tea Party in 2009, Liam. No. Oh, no? No. Oh, they were like extreme right-wing radicals. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't really so much news. No, I, 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 I think you'd have been out outside of the bubble, but like in, in 2009, there was a lot of... Um, or just extreme right kind of perspectives. Imagine like make America great again before that. So it was like 2008. I'm trying to get the timelines right. 2016 is when Trump gets elected. So 2008 is when Obama wins his first election. So in response to Obama getting elected, the extreme far right pops up to try and sort of, yeah, uh, proclaim a return to basically they set the table for what Trump will do in twenty six. I'm not saying that Trump is a member of, <laughs> of a Tea Party, but I am saying you can see there is a frustrated group on the extreme right oh, who okay. then take this flag and kind of co-opt it for a few years. Oh, okay. So that's obviously what Paulie's doing here. This is twenty years before that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw the flag and went, "What?" So I looked up the roots of it to go again. Why is that being used? That doesn't ring anything. I didn't even see it or. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I it was just, just in the one scene. I just thought it was just a coat to keep him warm. <laughs> yep. In 2012, Olympians Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte, one of those people had a much better career than the other, yeah. noted yeah. that the training sequences in Rocky IV inspired them to use a cabin similar to what the resourceful Balboa utilized in this film. Mm-hmm. And basically, early training comes com- composed of playing chess and listening to Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Christmas. Who Christmas is that guy with them? Time. Is he another one who's sort of chaperoning them? Which one? The one playing chess with Paulie. Uh, this isn't Duke we're talking about, is it? No. Oh, okay, I don't know one. There's another guy. He's playing Paulie. Oh, he must be another member of the 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 Soviets. I imagine he. I don't think the Soviets went in with them ever. No. I must be another member of the of the. Because I didn't recognize him before. I just no. saw him sitting there playing chess. Well, Duke goes up and he goes checkmate. Duke, yeah, Duke <laughs> goes upstairs all over. and tells Rocky, "I know you'll be the one left standing at the end of the fight. You know what you got to do." Do it. Become an iron fist. Do it. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this means, dude. And it turns out Rocky's going outside for a montage. Uh, He goes to a realm of his government escort in tow. The people look at him. We get a quadruple cut of this guy looking at his binoculars. They did four cuts of the same guy. And not like four different times. No, No, him doing the same action from Ford. Oh, it was so bad. These two montages that come in like quite quite quick succession. Like literally they could have halved both of them because you see the same shots. Like they just go round and there's a a shot they use more than once of of water melting off icicles. And it was the same shot. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, and if that's the case, it's not that cold because that means it's above, yeah, it's above yeah, zero. It's about, yeah, it's starting to, if, if it's starting to, to drip off. Yeah, yeah. The bigger problems when they like they the, the icicle go all the way to the floor. Like in, if you don't mess. clear those, like that's a very real danger hazard because if it lets go, that that's a falling like yeah, spear yeah. is yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Do you think that the 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 temperature being warmed up? And the ice melting is... Symbolic? Th- yeah. It's the Americans in Russia. We've <laughs> changed so they're, much. They're thawing the cold hearts of the Russians. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's trying to... I never thought about that until just now. Nah, I don't think so. No? no. I think it was a cool-looking shot. It was a cool-looking shot. Because <laughs> it's like, it's like it turn the heat up in, in, in Wyoming. Let's wait for a warm day. Like, Wyoming's cold, dude. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Um, 
so uh and then we have you know rocky's oh there's i loved it when they cross cut between rocky would be doing something and drago's Drago, doing like the yeah. scientific version of it yeah, yeah. but you can see how it's causing the same sort of reaction rocky's helping people which you know lifting carts up. Pro- probably the more communist thing he could do is <laughs> going and helping the people um so that's good he even helps uh, some farmer with his cattle and yoke yep uh, Rocky cuts wood, moves rocks, and pulls a plow with Polly on board. Chopping trees, I've got here. It's a good metaphor for knocking out Drago. And then they they saw what I was on about and said, let's have an, a shot of Drago's sparring partner falling because Rocky can't spar. That's one of the great disadvantages he's under. Yeah, You know, it's cutting a tree down like that is really unsafe, though. You would not cut a tree that big down with an axe because it would fall and you wouldn't be able to control where it fell and he would definitely be squashed. And that would be a better end to this film. Carry on. <laughs> Rocky even grows himself a good Russian beard. Not for thirteen-year-old me, that wouldn't. That would have destroyed me. <laughs> forever. Very, very anticlimactic. <laughs> very Cohen Brothers. <laughs> Duke steps up and just negotiates his way out of Russia. There's your movie. <laughs> By the end of the montage, I thought, oh, they're not following anymore. No, no, they were. Yeah. Um, and so he comes back to the cabin, and Adrian is there. Which, first off, is really nice of the communists. Secondly, I don't know how she knew exactly where they were in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. I uh, that. And she goes, I couldn't stay away anymore. I missed you. And he goes, oh, I miss you too. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> um, and they're with each other no matter what. And then he goes, did you catch my first training montage? And she went, no, I didn't. He went, okay, boy, set it up again. <laughs> Let's go again. And, oh, we get, and we get the better song, which is heart song on fire, <laughs> which is like the theme song of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. nowhere near as good as like the other theme songs. I still have the subtitles no, but They've also on. got Burning Heart in this, and which is lyrics. by Survivor. Okay. Survivor did the, the third one, which was um, I have a tiger. I have the Tiger. Oh, I Have a Tiger is an all-time. Uh, all-time classic. So I had still had the subtitles on, and obviously it like plays the lyrics as well. The lyrics of this are so bloody on the nose, like for what's happening. It really got me. I can't remember what they were now, but it really made me laugh because I was seeing them like pop up, being like, "Yeah, this is a song written for a boxing movie." Like it was so silly. <laughs> so we have more cross cutting, and then some literal log cutting. So that was good. We see Drago juicing. This is George's point from earlier. He's being yeah, I agree. He's being in- injected, especially when she said no. Huh? Especially when she said no about the... Uh, oh, of course. This is the idea that everything they tell us is a lo- the Russians lie. They're an evil league of evil. Yeah. Uh, Rocky then runs so fast that the car chasing him spins out. And then, and then Rocky goes up a hill. And my thought was, Rocky, why not just start by running up a hill? A car can't follow you up a hill. Running up a hill. It's it's quite quite simple there. But also, like it's not that hard to run fast enough to make a car spin out in that much snow. Surely, yeah. like I could probably do that if I put some. But I also it's a liked, bit, I mean, it depends how 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 slippy. Yeah. I also liked how he's running up the hill, and uh, Drago is getting going up the, up the and he's going for it. Like like I this this kind of humanizes Drago for me because he's really working hard. Yeah, yeah. Like he's working super hard. Yeah, like he, I knew he's being injected with shit, but he's still working very, very, sure. very hard. Yep. Like, so I think that's why part of why I'm also like, I don't, I, you're not the worst human in the world. No, uh, I've got you. The montage humanizes Drago, yeah. I feel. And it finishes with Rocky on top of a mountain, uh, Cody Peak, Wyoming. Hmm. So, yep. Uh, so let's go to, I have no idea if I'm through four. Have I done you've four? Done four, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what would have been interesting. To know if um, Stallone actually climbed that mountain or whether they just dropped him off. I looked, yeah. I couldn't find anything specific on that. <laughs> Obviously, the, the shots, there's a reason why it's a helicopter shot. There's a couple of shots of him going, yeah. yeah. Clearly, that's on a different day on a different mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But let's go ahead and see who's at the top of this mountain here. We have... It's carol singers! Oh my goodness. Grandma with technology, I had the most wonderful Christmas message for you guys. And I went to review it. And instead of hitting review, I hit delete. So we're going to try this again. It's Kara from Canada. I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to the best film ever pod. And I hope you have a wonderful and safe holiday season. Take care. That's my sister's friend, Kara, who I went to high school with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I annoyed the crap out of her in high school. <laughs> so thanks for listening, first off. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I had all this, like, imagine me with all the, I mean, Step Taylor, imagine all the bossiness and all the, like, you know, I'm in, I, it's my turn to talk now. But, like, with, like, no filter, because I'm, I'm, I'm a teenage boy and I'm stupid, because teenage <laughs> boys are stupid. Yep. So, yeah, imagine Good that. Man. So, uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, yeah. Kara, thanks for going ahead. I know she, she sent an email. I didn't respond because I wanted the reaction to be this. I hadn't heard it either. So, uh, but thanks a lot for, for uh, powering through, uh, putting putting your voice on, to, uh, I mean, it's a big deal we, for some people. We know how that feels to do something great and then it's deleted. Oh, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then have to go through it again. Go through it again, that's yeah. rough. I mean, who buys power bars that have individual switches on them? That's just stupid. <laughs> anyway, Kara, thank you very much. <laughs> and a Merry so Christmas much. and a Happy New Year to you as well. Yeah. Uh, Georgia turned her head around like it was to cough, but I thought she was looking for like the button on the power bar. I'm like, don't do it. Do not do it. You especially don't want to sit through this review a second oh, time. Oh, no. So uh, the fight, Rocky's praying. She would throw in the towel. <laughs> because, because, yeah, it's good. Rocky's praying because, of course, you know, America's the God-fearing country. And yeah, I imagine yeah. Russia will be the godless country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paulie unloads his heart and says, "Hey, a lot of guys would have chucked me out, but you never did. He never has all the way through the whole series. He has been one consistent character from day one to the very end." Uh, discount Mikhail Gorbachev shows up for the fight. He does. That's what I said. He's great. Yeah, he looked pretty good. He does. Do yeah. he? Uh, the only difference he didn't have the big like birthmark on no, his head. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I love Gorbachev. Yeah, I love, love, love Gorbachev. Yeah, he was just he was. I, I was going to say it at the end. I'll say it now. Like Gorbachev, in, I wrote a whole paper in Uni. It basically says uh, Gorbachev almost single handedly ends the Cold War, knowing it will put Russia at a disadvantage versus the states, but knowing it's the right thing to do. Yeah. He like Reagan's like Reagan kept thinking he was trying to trick him. Yeah. And Gorbachev's like, I'm not tricking you. No. I want to end the Cold War. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Reagan kept going back to his peeps because Reagan wasn't a very bright, I'm sorry, he wasn't a very bright guy. So Reagan would just go around to his ministers and go, he would get them all the way in and then like, it's, it's a good skill. Listen to people around you and then let them help you make a consensus. But had very little individual thought. But the problem was when you have these meetings, you have to have just Gorbachev and Reagan go into a room together. Mm. So then he comes out and you got Ronald Reagan going, well, (laughs) I don't really know what he said. (laughs) But the thing is, right, no one's really been able to do what he's done since. That was the problem is that when he left, then he said he had to step down. You can't have him be the first. So even he steps down and goes, I can't be the first president. Yeah. Someone else needs to lead this. And they never really got that guy because Yeltsin was kind of ineffective. Mm. And then, you know, the guy right now, (laughs) strength, but... (sighs) Yeah. I said the bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we go there. Rocky is booed mercilessly. Drago gets a great entrance with backlighting. I love backlighting. It's always, great. A, it's always a win. Yeah, yeah. The Russian national anthem is a great anthem. 
it is oh it's it's got like if like if you want it does feel if you want the evil empire perfect song oh but it's got this majesty and power to it oh it's so good um they're both wearing the flags of our nations as shorts and drago says i must break you break you and apparently in italy it, it translated to i must break you in two or snap you in two or something like that or oh, break okay. the two pieces and apparently that's part of like the, the national vernacular now because it was such a hit oh wow. they actually use that line as like a common phrase that's funny uh and this time so very little words said in the movie and yet it changes yeah and wow. this time Drago hits the gloves of Rocky and Rocky's hands go like down to like his side. And yeah. he's like, whoa. And welcome to the Soviet boxing arena, or shall we say the PNE Agrodome at Hastings Park in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Mm-hmm. When you need some discount Russians, <laughs> go to Canada. Go to Canada. <laughs> so we go to the fight and I got a little bit here. Stallone decided for the shooting of the fight, he and Lundgren should hit one another for real. So as to increase the intensity of the scene. After doing three takes of Rocky taking shots to the ribs, Stallone felt a burning in his chest but ignored it. Later that night, he had difficulty breathing and was taken to a nearby emergency room. It was discovered his blood pressure was over 200. And he had to be flown on a low-altitude flight so it wouldn't mess with his blood pressure. From St. John's Hospital in Saint, uh, from Saint, to St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica, we remained in intensive care for four days. What had happened was that Lundgren had punched him so hard in the chest, his heart had slammed up against his breastbone and started to swell, cutting off the blood supply and restricting the oxygen flow throughout his body. However, when asked about whether or not it really happened while answering a series of fan questions in 2021 with an interview with The Guardian here in the UK, Lundgren claimed to have no recollection of the incident. Quote, I don't know. Continuing, quote, Stallone keeps talking about it, so maybe he's right. He did go to hospital, but I don't know whether it was my punches or the fact he was so overworked as the director, actor, and writer. We shot those 15 rounds over two or three weeks, eight or 12 hours a day. So you're throwing thousands of punches. If you don't connect, it looks a bit fake. But it doesn't mean you want to hurt the other guy. But there were no hard feelings. He went on to explain that stand-ins and stunt doubles were rarely used and that he had performed the majority of his own stunts and fight scenes. But this has all changed more in recent years. Quote, back in the day, you had to do it all yourself. Rocky IV, The Punisher, Masters of the Universe, all the expendables. He said, I've jumped from a motorcycle to a truck. Dangerous things I would never do now. Staying physically fit over the years has been nice. There aren't many actors who can stay physically fit for a long time. Part of the game is trying to look fit, at least. Yeah. Uh, a producer says, uh, in the exact same, described the exact same event as autobiography, but observing not Lundgren, but, quote, Sly took a punch from a stand-in fighter and ended up in the emergency room. Oh, his okay. blood pressure ridiculously high. Uh, both Stallone and Lundgren did confirm most hits were real, although restrained enough to prevent injury. Exactly. All slow motion head or body shots featuring sprayed sweat or fake blood were authentic. All landed punches were choreographed and rehearsed in slow motion. I was going to say, because if you, even if you are punching each other, you wouldn't do it like full pelt. You'd be like, you, you, you're you going to connect, but you can make it connect without making it look. I mean, Stallone, he's this guy, isn't he? So he's, he's, he's going for real. So yeah. I get it. I've told people when I've been like supposed to be slapped on stage, I'm like, you better slap me for real. Don't come at me with this half-ass slap because it looks terrible. Hmm. I'm like, now granted, that's a slap and not a punch, but I'm like, slap. If my face gets all like pink and there's a mark on it, great. <laughs> that's what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, in the first round, Drago's the aggressor right from the start. So, it's different from the first fight. Yep. 
Uh, there's some I've got here for some daylight in some of Drago's punches, and I've got actually a lot of Drago's punches have daylight, where he swings <laughs> he and he's like a good like eight uh, inches away. Yeah, but because of the, it actually fools you more often than not. But it there does. was one where I went that was, and I started looking for it, and I'm like Stallone. A lot of Stallones are hitting. Yep. But but longer, I guess when you put the director and the writer and the chief star in the hospital, you probably leave a little bit of daylight in your punches. <laughs> Just a bit. Um, I've got, I wish real life boxing was more like the movies because no one's trying to block ever. No. And he's even take and take and take. You're like, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Bell, there's the bell, and then he's thrown across the ring by Lundgren. And we get, what's going on? So he goes back to his corner, and I think Paulie asks him, what's going on out there? <laughs> and Stallone goes, he's winning. <laughs> and he goes, there's three of them out there. And Paulie the goes, one. hit the one in the middle, <laughs> yeah. which actually is a give and take between an actual fight that took place way back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, so oh, nice. It's a nice little chunk there. That's Round cool. two, there's way too much wrestling by Drago who continues to dominate and then i've got why are the soviets wearing adidas <laughs> this feels like it's against their beliefs because clearly they're being sponsored in some capacity yeah which you don't do if you're i no. don't think uh drago is cut by rocky and this is the idea he's human yeah rocky keeps punching after the bell on round two and he isn't dq'd for this rocky then body slams drago because he did it for like yeah it's fair <laughs> And at um, one point, Drago goes, he's an iron. Drago's men start to turn on him after round two, and Drago says that Rocky isn't human. Yeah. Like, he's soft. He goes, he's not human, because yeah. he keeps getting up. Yeah. Because that's what Rocky's always been, the heart the of heart, a champion. The lion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have a montage. Rounds three through 14 go by in a blur. They're both getting their shots, and although Drago seems to be doing better as the fight goes on, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. The commentators tell us Rocky's winning over the crowd. Now, I call BS on this. I have been part of many partisan sports crowds. You don't stop cheering the hometown guy. No. Ever. When it was, um, I forget, oh, uh, when Milos Raonic versus, uh, what was the, what's the English, the Scots, sorry, the Scottish tennis player. Oh, Andy, Andy Murray. Andy Murray. Yeah. When it was those two there, at no point did people go, oh, man, Milos is really trying. Should we all stop cheering for the hometown boy? No. No, you don't do that. No. And I didn't start cheering for the Brit. I was with the Canadian guy the whole way yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, wow, look at the courage. No, no, no. When it's national pride, you're like, no, this is our guy. Yeah, yeah, he represents yeah. us. The Soviets, who for years have lived against the big, bad Americans, through one guy, like, oh, let's let's just throw away the, our chance to be champions on the world stage and just kind of, no, <laughs> uh, we, we like the American. Elvis Bull. That is rubbish. Um, so, uh, oh, do, do keep saying no pain. And both men get no up for the pain. 15th round. The Soviet leadership's not impressed, and they go to Drago and tell him to win. Like, he hadn't thought about this already. <sighs> and this is where Drago says, I fight to win, but I fight for, for me. me. For me. And this is my problem with the film is that Ludmilla completely disappears once they get to Russia. Mm. Ironically. Yeah. Like, she has nothing. No. She looks. Weird, at, isn't it? She has a couple of looks, but I'm like, yeah. shouldn't she have, could she have been concerned, or could she have told him what's wrong with you? Like, there's, there's two ways you could go with it. Yeah, yeah But yeah. give her something to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Rocky. Oh, so we're told. Ah, so the bell rings for round fifteen. Drago has respect to, with Rocky. They have a moment. They just say to the end, and they go up for one more round. Rocky's just ducking the punches and then comes out with a flurry. We're told he's chopping the Russian down. What, like the tree from earlier? Yeah. I've gotten my notes. <laughs> 
Uh, Rocky gets the 10 count and wins and discount Gorbachev, we think, is not impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been calculated, Georgia, just for your own uh, edification, because a fight would count as a montage as well, I think, large portions mm-hmm. of it. This film was 31.9% montages. <laughs> Yay! During the second half of the Love film, oh, during the second half of the film, it's approximately 50% montage. <laughs> and the, and then on the beginning, that's like the first 10 minutes is just the last yeah. 10 minutes of the first So one. it's yeah. likely this yeah. was to cover the removal of the hour's worth of material and to provide enough cut-down exposition, bridging material to fill the gaps so the story was still relatively intelligible. Uh, the speech, Rocky then does an iconic speech after his fight with Drago. It says here it was improvised. Uh, yeah, he st- stumbles a little bit. Yeah, he stumbles over everything, though. No, but he proper stumbles yeah. at one point. It's interesting because we were told last week that the big speech that Bill Murray does at the end of Scrooge is all improvised as well. Yeah, but that was a better speech. Oh, it was a better speech, but again, it had a manic energy to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the cuff. Yeah, this was pretty yeah. good. Um, so we started off not liking each other very much, but during the fight, there was a lot of changing, and it comes down to the big line. If I can change, and you can change, then maybe everybody can change. And everybody applauds vigorously, including discount Gorbachev, which I'm like, you kind of got it right, because Gorbachev does, as I said, pretty much in the Cold War by himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And he goes, to my kid who should be home sleeping, Merry Christmas, kid. Two thoughts. Number one, it's like five o'clock in the afternoon in Philadelphia. <laughs> if it's midnight in Moscow, Hang on. it's at least seven or eight hours behind. Is he in Philadelphia, though? Or is he in, in, in L.A. now? Even if he's, if he's in L.A., it's like noon. Because that never gave any, any idea that he was in Philly at all anymore. It kind of had that... LA feel. I don't know. The car. I don't know enough about Rocky 2 and and 3 to see if they move. Rocky seems like he's one of the people. It it doesn't feel like Rocky to move to LA. It it felt LA-ish. Okay. Well, anyway, if it's Philly, it's going to be like 4 or 3 o'clock. If it's LA, it's going to be like noon. Mm. Okay. Next thought. Why does he have friends over on Christmas Day when Rocky's parents aren't even home? And they're called, and they're like, "What do you think we are, nerds?" I'm like, "Not even good friends." Unless he's round with neighbors, <laughs> not his house, because oh, okay. the maid's there. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. This is the only can't have him alone, can you? <laughs> uh, so, so he does the big speech. You cheer, you know. You got the American flag, and that's your credits, freeze frame. This is the only film in the series that doesn't feature new footage of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Oh, so it implies that in one, two, three, five, he's in Philly for all those. Yeah, so I think he's in Philly for four. Oh, yeah, I just didn't have that feel. Didn't have that Philly feel. And unlike Apollo Creed and Clubber Lang, Ivan Drago's the only opponent that Rocky beats in their first match. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Because the I guess the loss is Apollo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is the end of that. So I need to hear. I got to jump back and forth with a couple of things here. Hey. Let's try this. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Uh, Liam, we need a random word. Snow. 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 There you go, folks. Snow. There's a lot you can do with snow. It's Christmassy, and it's relevant to this. There we go. So I'll tell you where it's not going to be relevant, if I remember correctly, and that's our next set of carolers. It's carol singers. Yay. Hello to the best film ever podcast. Hello, this is Lisa, and I'm not Lisa, I'm no, David. you're David. I'll tell you who you are. You're David, and I'm Lisa. We're from Scriptical. Yes. And we're wishing you a Merry Christmas. And just putting it out there, what if Santa had claws? <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing for that now. 
I didn't prepare. It's a loose one. I know. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a good one and be good. That's funny. What happened to Santa? He did have claws. What happened to Santa? Had claws. What did he paint his claws? (laughs) How would he get his gloves on? Hmm. I don't know if you would help you get grip when you went on the roofs. Hey, yeah, uh, slide down the chimneys. The, the Santa Claus never would have happened. Nope. No. He'd have been able to hang on to that roof. Or well, they, they answer that in the new series, so you know. I, well, actually, I actually watched that. Oh, the other how are you feeling about that, actually? Because we were talking about this. Ethan was. The ending is shitty. Don't ruin the ending. And it made me sad. Does, 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 does he tell everybody else if I can change and you can no, change? No, don't no, ruin the ending. No, it's just it just. I, I don't know if there's another one coming this week. I feel like there must be, but it kind did, of felt like they, it ended last they, week. Did they drop it all at once, or was it like a staggered? No. It was a staggered release. Yeah, it was oh, okay. a staggered release, and there's got to be one coming this week because last week's one felt like an ending, but it felt like a really shitty ending. Because okay. I only so, let's tell Liam what it is. I've no, I've only watched the first movie. I've only just watched the first one. I don't mind the it. The first movie or the first episode? <laughs> the first movie. Wow, really? You didn't yeah, commit to watching so two, two three, and, eight and the entire series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left. Okay, cool. We're recording this on like December 21st. <laughs> Four days? You're going to do that or are you going to keep going afterwards? Oh, no. You I... should watch the movies this year and then watch the series next year. Do you think? Yeah, I'm not reviewing anything to do with those films. Though. There wasn't enough Bernard the Elf for my life. I am going to. Yeah, I like Bernard. Um, but that's great, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've, only watched, I've only watched that's the first tight. one. I know. The only I thing Charlie. I will say, though, right, the first movie, I didn't like the the um, in the sky uh, montagey bits when they go off. Kind of hate it when a film does a montage too often. No, it's not like montage. It's like um, oh, CGI. Yeah, it was a bit rubbish. It was like 94 to 96 or somewhere there. You go back to Santa Claus the movie back in 85, 86. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, that's brilliant, clever how they do that. Yeah. I feel the magic in that. But in that, I didn't feel the magic. I like the um, animatronics in it, though, of the the reindeer. reindeer I I haven't seen the Santa Santa Claus Claus in at least 20 years. Uh, I've never seen it before until until last week. There we go. So, random word is snow. snow. Not Titanic. Did I just do number five or number six? <laughs> I just did six, I think. Yeah, I did. All right. So, let's talk about the money, money, money. Ooh. $28 million budget. What does this make? Three uh, pence. Um, Sorry? Uh, I said three pence. Okay. <laughs> um, 70. 70? Liam? 150. Yeah, you, you, you're still only halfway there. Wow. $300 million. I knew it was a big movie. I remember they made several more. It was the highest grossing Rocky film to that point. So, yeah. It's my favorite one out of the, the lot. Awards. Awards. Uh, oh, oh, hang on. Screenplay. Uh, um, best screenplay. Best, best actor. Best, actor, <laughs> best director. Uh, yeah, best, best screenwriter. Script. <laughs> Actually, let's do this. It won Germany's Golden Screen Award, but it did... It was nominated and won several Golden Raspberry Awards. Which, oh, yeah. uh, the Razzies, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it win? Worst script. Uh, actually, oh, it's nominated for Worst Screenplay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can't be soundtrack. Soundtrack's bright, brilliant. Uh, worst uh, musical score. Oh, uh, okay. Which I think, I don't, it's hard. A lot of it was... It was, it was re... I actually, because I saw the research, and I went, I wasn't that... I wasn't that no. I didn't mind the score that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the year, maybe it'll be the one that I remember. It's not brilliant, so it might still get my, my, my resty, but I don't think it's... Did Burt Young get uh, nominated for 
best best actor by worst supporting actor. Yes, yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, you get worst lead actor. Yep, it won worst yep. actor. Yep. Sylvester Stallone, along with Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Oh, brilliant! So yeah, nice. he he won he won worst actor. Brilliant. Uh, he also won worst director. Brilliant. Worst supporting actress for Brigitte Nielsen, which I think is unfair. I think it's because the part probably just falls away. Maybe. Bit, yeah. yeah. Worst new star for Brigitte Nielsen because she had two films that year, so she got love for that. And worst musical score, it wins. Uh, nominated for worst picture, worst supporting actress, worst supporting actor, worst screenplay. Did I mention it was worst director? Yeah. yeah okay. So, so did she do um, Red Sonja then? Yep. Oh, okay, yeah. Who would you cast as who? Well, Liam, you're Rocky. You're Rocky. You're Rocky. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably... Paulie. <laughs> I want to be Apollo. I know. I could do all that swagger. I could do that. You've, you've, you've got the words for it. Yeah. You are. You, oh, yeah. I could totally. You could. Like, like, he's a real ass in that press conference. <laughs> you, like, you I could totally do that. Being, you wouldn't come off the press conference and be like, was that all right? You'd be like, fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Drop the mic. Boom. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgia. You got the really, robot. You really got two. You got, you got two. two uh, yeah, you can be the female. female you can be the female robot voice, or you've got Brigitte Nielsen, or you've got um, Thalia Shire, or whatever. Uh, Adrian, the wife. I'll be the robot. Be the robot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ethan. Oh, Ethan's got to be the son. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd sure be scared I'm if a scared big of giant me. man wanted to punch, wanted to beat me up. <laughs> 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 Uh, what do we got here? Uh, you can hear, I'm sure folks, Liam's picked up the cough that, that the rest have. of us have And had. I still haven't gotten rid of it. You're not like fully rid of it. And no. I'm, I'm okay. I've done the odd cough, but I've been, for the most part, I'm much better. Uh, did this film have a villain problem? I don't think so. No, the villain problem was... Ivan Drago seems like Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the Savior. And then they humanize him, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't mind you anymore. Like, I don't think you're... You're the worst of the worst. No, but for the majority of the film, like you're like, I really hate this guy. Yeah, but even even Rocky signed. Which is what I don't like though, because he killed his he's killed his mate. Yeah, and then he kills his friend, and I'm like, but then you humanize him after you kill his friend. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like, yeah. should we should uh, should we forgive him because we totally do? Yeah, we, we totally do. Um, I, I, don't know. I guess I think I, I don't, don't think the like the big bad Russian. Like and Russia doesn't, itself doesn't hold is, up as much. I'm going uh, to say, I'm, I'm going to say something really, really controversial here. I think we should forgive him. Okay, because Rocky establishes Apollo shouldn't be in the ring. Uh, okay. The assumption is because Rocky survives, right? Yeah. The assumption is he's no longer in a state where he can defend himself <laughs> accurately from this situation. So, I think we blame. The Soviets, it's weird because we, we forgive Drago, but we kind of don't. In the end of the day, it comes down to that advisor who kind of wears all the, at the end of the day, he's the only villain left standing. Yeah. Because even when Gorbachev stands up and claps, he, he looks he over looks at the over, one guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm okay because as, as Stallone said, if, hey, if you can change and I can change, every, hey, it's like Scrooge. Yeah. It's about if Scrooge can change, anybody can change. Yeah. And we have that for the second straight week. True. God. Maybe that's why I dislike Ivan Drago this so said, much, "God bless us, everyone." At the end, you that? <laughs> maybe I said, "Maybe I dislike this." It's like really shitty Christmas Carol. Like, 
Hey, he was up. Stallone through all the flashbacks was a bit about the ghost of Christmas past. Exactly. Clearly. That was good. And then, he's, and then he sees his future when he thinks he might die as well. Doing uh, this, like, the doing falling down. Guy. Yeah, yeah. We, like, don't, we don't really get the present. He's like, I'm not going he to Wyoming. In, he is in the present. Well, yeah, but usually someone shows you around. The, the guy's in the cars. Yeah, the guy in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what should this film have been called? Let's come up with like a subtitle. Rocky Four. Shit Christmas Carol. <laughs> Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> From Russia with blood. Oh, nice. Thank you. Ooh. Um, I don't know how many nations were in the Soviet Union, but seven nation army. <laughs> um, Rocky Four, Apollo dies. Spoilers. Wow. Punching red. I don't know. Punching red? Yeah. Boxing hands across the water. Ooh. <laughs> It's a, it's a wing song, which I'm going to use my musical influence as well in a minute. Okay. Uh, whose story is it? Rocky's. I mean, it's not Apollo's as he dies. It's Rocky's because Rocky, in Apollo, Rocky gets to see his future if he doesn't learn from that lesson. Mm. Hey, like there we are. Apollo, Apollo, Jacob Marley. <laughs> it totally is. I hate it so this much. Is, it's shit totally Christmas Carol. No, last week was shit Christmas Carol. This is all right. <laughs> um... Musical inspiration. I think we said a lot of them. In the, you know, um, hands on fire. The um, eye of the tiger. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard enough to do the, um, the old um, ones again, um, isn't it? Yeah. Um, hands across the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a song once called From Russia With Love. I'll put that on the soundtrack. <laughs> What's uh, that one that the oh. um, Team America did? Well, but what, the Spice Girls one. When to become one. <laughs> You had Apollo hidden, you had okay. him, now he becomes one. Uh, anything about flashbacks or photographs or things like that? A Nickelback photograph. Photograph, yeah. Look at his <laughs> That's my impression of that. It's quite good, actually. Apollo fought, what's his name? Apollo fought Dragon, now he won't come back. <laughs> come back. Why are my eyes so red? Apollo Fadrago, and now he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What have we got here? Uh, Okay, Georgia, roll the women. That was Um, your impression of Rocky. That was good. That was all right. The most frustrating thing is that the best female character in it is Drago's wife, who actually seems to have some sort of agency in the beginning and like speaks for him, oh, and it's like obviously with him, disappears. and then completely disappears. Maybe and she's on like, the covering oh. floor though. I really have an issue with the fact that Polly only likes the robot once it's a woman once it's bringing a woman him drinks. Bringing yeah. drinks when it's a like, man bringing him drinks, you don't want that. No, no he wants the, he wants the sexy robot Crazy. hips. Bringing him. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that little dance. I thought it would robot. be much shorter. I didn't think it was going to be like a full size. I did like the little dance the robot was doing. Yeah. <laughs> to that music. That was funny. Um, Adrian's all right, but like even she gives in to his selfish needs in the end. So uh, it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, right. Uh, best. Oh, before we do the bests, let's go ahead and do this, shall we? Yeah. It's Carol Singers. Hey guys, first of all, happy holidays to the four of you and to the whole Fledgling fandom. Rocky Four, man, uh, this is a film I usually refer to as the best worst film ever. 
I saw this in theaters back in the day. I was less than 10 and I loved it. Of course, back then I didn't understand a lot of its subtext or intentions. To me, it was just Soviets bad, United States good. But I've seen mm -hmm. it a couple of times after. Sure, the dialogue is sometimes clunky. Some of the performances are not that good. And the whole propaganda angle of it is so blatant and in your face that you can't help but laugh at it. But damn it if I don't have fun with it every time I watch it. Anyway, it's been great to have another year to hang out with you. And I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and that the next year is full of great things for... Stop! He's not the real Carlo. He's a replicant. You got me. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. The great whiplash chaos and Ian reveling in it. Liam and Georgia going at each other for bullet. I watched Ethan pretend to be a 90s teenager. All those moments will be lost in time like tears in the rain. Time to say goodbye and Merry Christmas. Wow, that was amazing. I don't know what that was. That was brilliant. We had like a review yeah. at the start. Then we had like a, like a generic Christmas message. Yeah. And then we had like an interruption where he kind of did some of the greatest hits of the past year. Oh. And then we just had like this, like this is right up there with when some, we had, uh, yeah. oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on the, on the man's name now. Oh, no. Um, Four weddings and a funeral. Simon Callow. Yeah. Like we, we uh, that's the second best read of a of a scene yeah. that we've had on the BFE. Brilliant. No, well, I've heard things that, that you was, people wouldn't believe. That was amazing. Carl. Wow. Thank you very that was much. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to rip on him for the, for the Christmas music ending halfway through, and then he went somewhere totally different. Dude, with it. I, was, I was welling up. Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much, Carl. These tears won't be lost in the rain. I'll tell no, you. There we go. Um, favorite character, Georgia, Apollo. Apollo. Because he's an asshole and he owns it, and then he dies halfway through, and I go, oh. Okay. Wim? Rocky, because, you know, I, I do love these movies, and this is my favourite out of all of them. <sighs> um, they always bring a smile to my face, um, because of the time when I was a child, when I watched these, like Carlo, I weren't looking at the propaganda, I wasn't looking at the, anything else other than just what a spectacle it was, and it gives you that good feeling, and the montages do that. As a child. Are you already doing your verdict? No, 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 no. <laughs> no I, just said, I just asked you what your favorite character was. You're talking about editing now. I, I'm going off on a tangent. You are? <laughs> I'm doing an Ethan. <laughs> I was in my little zone. I was flying, man. So your favorite character was Rocky, you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rocky. Oh, sorry. He's a bit punch drunk. Um, uh, yeah. Still delirious. I'm going to go up with uh, Lud Miller, um, Brigitte Nielsen. Uh, yeah. I think that that double act only works. If he's going to be stoic, then she's the mouthpiece. Oh, it's so good. They work together great. Oh, it's why it sucks in the second half when she becomes nothing. But yeah. for the half that she's doing stuff, easily my favorite character. Mm. Easily. Uh, honorable mention to Apollo. Yeah. yeah. And, I like his pageant. And Stallone's abs. Yeah, dude, dude, dude's chiseled from stone. You see him from the first to to now. Jeez, yeah. wow. Um, let's do favorite moment, favorite element. Um, 
I like the robot. And I... All come back to me. Okay. Liam? I really love the soundtrack. And I love the montages. And I love the last fight at the end. Because that is... I do get so worked up through it. Um, Georgia doesn't like boxing, but I do like boxing. Um, I grew up with boxing. I grew up with um, Lennox Lewis. Um, my Canadian. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a very debatable. Fake, fake British accent. But yeah, 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 yeah. Very Kitchener, debatable. Ontario, Canada. Yeah. But, um, I, uh, and yeah, so it was a big thing back in the 90s to, to be following boxing. Like in the 80s, it was snooker. You know, you don't really watch snooker these days. I don't really watch it these days. Well, boxing was a big thing in the 90s. And I think it's having someone to cheer behind uh, and get behind, I think. In- Look at Tyson Fury now. I mean, he's British, isn't he? Mm. And I think boxing's at a higher level than it was 10 years previous when the world champion wasn't British. Yeah. When it was the Klitschko boys out from Russia, I believe. Yeah. Or over Ukraine. Or where I, I, don't, I think the Klitschkos are Russians, but I could be wrong. Um, my favorite element is going to be the boxing match because boxing sports movies sports movies are great ways to have microcosms of justice where previously you'd mm. have a bad guy and go shoot each other the good guy should win and the bad guy should lose there should be some whether it's whether it's a league of their own or whether it's rocky four yeah and a boxing match because it's got a length and a duration where you wear down and you keep going and you can show resilience or you have, but at the end of the day, it's just two guys all your hopes and dreams on two guys one against each other and that lets you kind of go on a journey and, and and they do they they try to show a journey of change and i think it's effectively enough put in probably also helps that it's not much dialogue in this part of the movie so you know you just let performances and the camera and the cinematography oh, cinematography is great in this movie i'll say that as well cinematography is fantastic matches, yeah yeah it's well done and mm. much like james cameron with avatar and you went okay you obviously didn't care about the script the story is kind of bare bones story's kind of bare bones here yeah yeah if you realize what you are and you just do that well it can carry itself to a certain perspective. Now, whereas you were completely against it, Liam, with Avatar, mm-hmm. George is clearly <laughs> much the same with Rocky IV. Yeah, yeah. But if you're okay with that, story, that type of story, it's a simple story and it can be done well. So the boxing match and the cinematography I've kind of put as my as my dual number mm-hmm. ones there. So let's talk about uh, a grumble. Oh, sorry, did you have one for your best moment? I couldn't think of anything. Okay. Oh, uh, Georgia. Can you think of something that, that's... that's uh, Maybe scrape at the bottom of the barrel here and sort of say something. <laughs> what about... What about, what about what, what, the grumble? Or the, yeah, the grumble, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're just not talking today. <laughs> what do you have for grumbles? Feel free. You um, have more than one. I mean, I, I don't think I can include the genre because that's not fair because I don't like the genre anyway. So it's not... That's fine. It's not a so bad it did, boxing it didn't, movie. It didn't, it didn't start you off in the best position. No, it's, I don't think it's a bad boxing movie, but I don't like back boxing movies. So that's going to be... It's a difficult foot to stand on. Yep. Um, uh, I, the, but the dialogue is shit. And it's written... I don't think it's written very well. And I also don't think it's delivered very well. That's the, one of my biggest... And there's not much of it either, so there's not much to redeem it when it's when it is there. If that makes sense, so that's what I'm going to go into that. At least they're not trying to do Shakespeare. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Lip. Um, <coughs> I I even as a child, I never understood why why Drago didn't um, get done for manslaughter. I felt like Creed's funeral and death was kind of skimmed over. It didn't seem, even as a child, it didn't seem real. 
you know, if someone's just killed somebody, why why are they not being accountable for it? Why are they why is that not you know I felt like there should have been a an explanation or something why he got away with it. If um, he like did a trial and then he got away with it because the trial was like whatevered by the Soviet Union, then there's even more reason to be behind Rocky going into that fight. Even if it's just a, even if it's just a montage in a courtroom. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like <laughs> I felt like it needed another montage to explain this to me. That's quite, that's quite funny. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I didn't like the, the, the doping side of things, you know. Again, I never knew as a child. I thought the boxing match at the end was a legal thing and that was supposed to be for the world championship. I never understood that wasn't. Um, and until later on as an older, as an adult, that I realised this is, this is not really anything. It's more of an exhibition than uh than a proper fight where as a kid i thought it was um so i never understood the whole doping things they show you him wouldn't it have been better for Dra- if you're drago why don't you want the belt yeah i don't get that part what's drago's motive more motivation here there is no motivation unless he is just a puppet but in which case then show, he's, he's show me him wanting the title for me doesn't show he? me him wanting the title yeah yeah we should have seen a few yeah. Right, so we need a courtroom montage and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm gonna argue for mine i want 15 more minutes of the film and i want it before apollo fights or i want it in the in the, in the apollo chapter yeah you know. yeah i want to know i want him to have some character development i want more of him just i gotta fight because i'm a fighter yeah i want more than that and why five years i later? want i want him to have the look on the shoulder and the idea that yeah they might have had the box and and he might stallone might have come back with the black eye but maybe you know Maybe Paul came back a little bit worse, and maybe it's the idea that he's fighting against aging and he can't do it anymore. And have him have a training montage where you know. Here we go. <laughs> where like every bit though, you see he can't quite his his best. Can't quite match, like yeah. like when Drago's punching, his numbers are going up day after day. We actually see you know negative progress being made, or he's unable to do the things he once could, or even have him like. Uh, sorry, step in here, but All right. But even if you had um, Creed get jealous of the fact that you know uh rocky's still getting the the adulation and he's not and they fall out and he says are you gonna do this with me and he goes no i'm not gonna watch you um i'm not gonna watch my friend fall or something and the reason he goes back to fight drago is because he wasn't there by his side yeah you can do that instead yeah yeah, and their their friendship ended bitterly because of um, he wouldn't stand by. I know side. you need to have Rocky in Russia, so you need that step. So maybe that gets the yeah. way of the belt going there. But I maybe. think, but, if but, but it's a movie. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, You're yeah, writing yeah. the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, it's not like that's it's, probably why he's changing it now. That's yeah, probably yeah. Why he's done. Yeah, you can do all these things. A whole rewrite of it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that'd be interesting to watch the new one to get a different perspective and see what he's done different. Maybe that'll change the narrative of the story. Liam, quick question. What's better, this or number one? This. Yeah, I'm with you. This. I like this better. Yeah. The other one's without... You want to talk about a classically well-made movie? The first one's a better movie. Yeah. It's got better character. I have more fun with this. Yeah, much more fun. Yeah, George, I'm curious. What was better, one or four? Uh, This one didn't make me as angry as one made me, but I was just disinterested by this. But I think in one, at least, there was a story arc. This one doesn't really follow much it's just more fun and, and then but then if like if you don't have fun with it because it's not my type of film then I, it's it's quite boring so yeah, the yeah, amount yeah. of fun you have yeah based yeah. on the like if you switch that to going don't like a boxing movie then it's 
it's not, it's a bit it's like not great. do you know what it is? It, do you know what it is? it's a bit like you know wrestling back in the day, like in the early early days when it was just um, a ring and two guys going at each other, and that was proper proper wrestling at the time, wasn't it? You know where you chokeholds and how far back are we going here? I'm just trying to figure out your seventies, okay, maybe okay, great. right. And then you come to the mid to late eighties, and you have got the glitz and the glamour. You got Hogan, and you got you know let I mean? me tell you something, brother, and you got the rock music, yeah. and he's tearing his shirt off. It's and, like yeah. Rocky One is like the seventies yeah. wrestling, and Rocky Four is like eighties nineties. Rocky Four is like all the all the production values. Yeah, 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 it. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. No, it's a good, it's a good thought. Yeah, uh, because Rocky One's about Rocky. It's not yeah. really as much about Apollo Creed, but no. once he becomes the champion, then like a wrestling, that's a, it's a great metaphor because it's not about the champion anymore because Rocky is a champion. It's about yeah. who's the challenger and you have to the challenger seem like an unstoppable monster mm. and, and or Ivan Drago. Like it really, this really does feel heavily, heavily. I mean, WrestleMania, th- uh, not WrestleMania three, Rocky three was obviously very wrestling kind of inspired, but you can see how it continues here. And the monster in Rocky Five is basically him getting old and he can't do it anymore. Yeah, and so it's his younger, the guy who gets in his ear and turns the young babyface hero into, like, the villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's great. Yeah. Uh, wrestling's got some good storytelling mm-hmm. to it. Um, let's go ahead and go. Are we okay if we skip the age game this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've not done it. I so. haven't done it, and so I'm just sitting here going, I don't really, I think we're doing okay. I think we had a big chat. Um, let me read you our Christmas card we got, shall I? Oh, Christmas card. So this is from, do, 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 do. This is from um, Hermes. Uh a Christmas card. Who says, my computer and therefore Mike is still down, so I will just have to write out our holiday wishes here. This has come from all the Scuttlebutt crew, but mostly me. Oh. It's been quite the year for the BFE crew, and we've loved being BFFs to see it all. It's an honor to call you all friends, even podcast family at this point. Oh. We hope your holiday is full of friends. He put the, 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 the S in brackets, so I'm kind of trying to suggest it was either option. It's full of f- friends and family, love and laughter, and lots of festive joy. We send all of that and more to all of your stockings. Sorry we could not provide our, quote, dulcet tones this year. <laughs> hashtag Team Ethan. Hashtag Ian is always right. Hashtag acknowledge me. Hashtag rigged gifts. <laughs> and a happy holidays, uh, little great Gatsby. Ah, uh, nice. So thank, thank you, you very much. Yeah. Really, really, really appreciate it. I'm just looking because something's been uh, pinged here. Uh, Ethan's chipping in on Twitter. Good to see you out there, buddy, wherever yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so Why have you got there. a random tambourine just sitting on the sofa um i was uh every year i enter the post wrestling uh patreon uh jingle contest oh with an original parody song uh and i thought it's i would try and emulate then, yeah a, a parody song that i have written myself constructed <laughs> do, do lyrics we, by we, me do we get to hear this uh maybe i don't know if i'll put it on the page i, I don't know <laughs> i don't want to jinx it i want to see i have won it in the past oh. so that's quite nice, nice. um uh, I felt like I got hard done by last year. So this year I turned heel. <laughs> Used my my deserved win last year as an inspiration for turning heel. And I may have done a parody of um, Bruce Springsteen's cover of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, cool. So with the whole, you know, Santa Claus, Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, 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 a bit more oomph to it. So yeah, uh, yeah. had some fun with that. And I'll be showing on my Christmas Day as I make food, listening to uh, Post Wrestling's entire Christmas Day kind of thing. A format we've, we've slightly aped. Yeah. There's bits of it that we've sort of taken on board. And um, 
And uh, but as such, then at the end of it, they always do the jingle competition. So I'll be sitting there on pins and needles, seeing just wasn't regarded well. Now that I've got a W, I'm like, I'm okay. And if, if they, and if they, you know, review it is is something, isn't it? You yeah, know, generally, to, my, to my, my stuff's always come off really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's always good. I like it when, when, when the jokes get, get get a laugh. That's my big win. Cool, there. cool. So, yeah. so there we are. Um, so if anybody's curious, go listen to four and a half hours of post-wrestling. <laughs> they do a great, if you're into wrestling, they do a great podcast. So uh, that'll be dropping Christmas Eve day. Much like, oh, if you listen to this, it'll be out. Absolutely. There we are. So let's go ahead and take a look at the critics. The critics. Now, Liam, you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score on this film? Uh, 6.8 on IMDb. 34%. 37%. Very Ooh. good. So, uh, Georgia, what do we have from the good, the bad, and the Ebs? So, I will start with the good, and I won't lie, I use um, top critics on Rotten Tomatoes for my reviews to do these. Um, it was quite difficult to find one that was fresh and not rotten. Yep. Um, so, I've gone with uh, Alma um, Halfledison from BBC who said, while this derivative and shallow sequel might weaken the credibility of the series, there's no denying the satisfaction of watching a fight of such seemingly impossible odds. Yeah, it's David versus Goliath, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we have got Dave Kerr from the Chicago Reader, who says, this crazed flag-waving would have been a lot easier to take if it weren't so clearly a commercial calculation meant to salvage what is otherwise a crass, careless, shamelessly padded film. I mean, they're probably padded. I'm not going to argue with that. Because... And not as much the montages it's the stuff with footage from previous films yeah. yeah yeah um and then finally we have got our good friend roger ebert Ebs. he says the rocky series is finally losing its legs it's been a long run one hit movie after another but rocky four is a last gasp a film so predictable that viewing it is like watching one of those old sitcoms where the characters never change and the same situations turn up again and again even sylvester stallone seems to be getting tired of the series as the writer and director as well as the star he puts himself through the same old paces Interesting. Mm. Um, if uh, our critics, I, I've just got the poll results. I don't think I have anything beyond that. Let me take a look here really quickly and go, because it was a truncated week and we fully acknowledge that and thanks everybody who did chip in. Um, it's a tie. Rocky Four is both a great film and an okay film. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think speaks to how old were you when you saw this in the cinema the exactly, first time. Exactly, exactly. Um, so there we are. Uh, we've got a friend of Scriptical. We heard from Nico said, I must admit I haven't seen it, but it sounds like a real hoot. Uh, there was another thing here. Where are we at here? We've got um, Songs of the Year say, hopefully you're saying how overrated it is. Mm. Is it? Well, it overrated would suggest it's it's generally held in really high regard i don't know if it's that i'd say it's not overrated shy burger freund says great 80s movie with two montages i think there's more than two there's a lot more than two two. not to mention the speech that essentially ended the cold war that's right rocky ends the cold war all by himself yeah and josh next year movie says this movie is 30 percent montage and i absolutely love it yeah so there we go so there was that thank you much if you like this film episode you would like Rocky one. Mm-hmm. We had a very spirited discussion. So like therapy sessions. That's a good one too. Um, <laughs> you you know those would like the rock. Cause it's just, it's just fun in it. Yeah. It's a fun it's movie. It's fun. And this is a fun it's about days of thunder, things yeah. that are meant to sort of use sports in a way to make you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think those are the good ones. Uh, and you would like the wrestler, I think where we look at the same topic of mortality and age and nostalgia, but we it comes at it from a much more serious level. And a league of their own. 
I mean, it's a sports movie. Yeah. Yeah. And sports is used as but a playing field. How more Georgia-friendly sports movie. More Georgia-friendly sports movie. is this, though, right? I don't really understand baseball unless I watch a movie. If I watch a movie, I get it. No, it's because the, the announcer... If you watched... Because baseball... How can I explain this best? Here, here it is. If you watch a sports movie, for the most part... I mean, boxing is easy. You yeah. punch me, I punch you. Try not to fall down. Yeah. All right? But for a sport that requires actual description, movie announcers for baseball yeah. will explain the sport in a way that is easy for someone who's never seen it before to understand the consequence uh, real baseball you would insult your audience if you did that every game oh, okay. because we know the rules yeah, so yeah. why do you keep explaining them to me oh, okay so it's that sort of and it also trims out all the minutia yeah you know what i mean oh minutia that's good yeah not bad mm. i had another word i was thinking about yesterday something else but some similar idea i'm going to use minutia minutia yeah mm. All the stuff that sort of gets lost whenever you think about it. Because you remember the best 10% of your life and the worst 10% of your life and the day-to-day, meh. Yeah. It just kind of blends in and you don't really remember that stuff. So, there we are. So, that's why I think you prefer movie. Um, uh, there's a baseball game coming to London next. Uh, there's a there's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. I'm going to go see it with my buddy Matt. Oh, nice. I'm going to go see uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are playing, I think it's the Chicago Cubs. I could be wrong. But it might be the Philadelphia Phillies. But I'm I'm, I'm well up for that. I'm, I'm excited to go watch some baseball here here in London. Hey, there we are. It's all good. Uh, not even like, it's not. It's not an exhibition. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a game it's that a counts. Game, game. Yep. Uh, so there we go. Uh, let's do ratings before you guys give yours. Let me just say that on Friday night with Jonathan Ross in 2001, Sylvester Stallone was asked to give each Rocky film a score out of ten. Ooh. He gave this one seven and a half. Oh. Uh, George, should we start with you? We can do. I'll keep it short and sweet. sweet. Oh, I imagine it'll be so short, sweet. but not so sweet. Um, I don't like boxing films. <laughs> don't like the character of Rocky. I don't like that it's not well written. Don't like the dialogue. Some of the performances aren't great. Uh, five and a half. Oh, so still passed? Yeah. Okay. It's not a, it's not a shit film. Okay. I just don't like boxing films. Okay. So I, I do come in closer to four, so that's interesting. I've learned. I've grown. Well, you're allowed to give a four if you don't. Like, but if if you're going no no, but I, I still see things of merit here. Oh yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not shit. Shit. Okay. It's just shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you come here for, folks. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's make that a t-shirt. <laughs> it's not shit. Shit. It's just shit. <laughs> Train spotting is shit. Shit. <laughs> oh jeez, Jay Salahi, wherever you are, do you hear? I'm going to tell Sean Prasad you said that. I bet Sean's on my side. Sean will not be on your side. I've, no, I bet Sinead probably is. Throw a question to them. Do, Send them a message. Just see if, see, see see if they respond. What are your guys' respective thoughts on train spotting? No, Help settle yeah. the debate. You can't do that. <laughs> you, can, you can do that. I'm not sure I know them well enough. I'll, I'll throw it out there. I'll see if they respond. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Um, I know I only got 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know it's not a great, great movie, and it's not the best film ever. No. Never will be. No. Um, what Georgia said is valid and, you know, I agree with 90% of what she said, you know, and that's true. Um, and Stallone give this a seven and a half, right? My little kid, me, a 13 year old who watched this, um, loved this movie. I mean, I was supposed to be in bed asleep and I was out of bed and I was punching the back of my door, you know, with him. I was taking all them punches. I was, I was there. Um, door punching your back 
No. <laughs> he kept grabbing the door handle, just pulling it. What I had was my dressing gown on the on the back of the door, and I was punching my dressing gown. And my dad came running up, and he goes, what's going on? What's going on? I went, it's Rocky! Anyway, so, and this still evokes stuff in me when I watch it. And I still get, um, I still cheer with him when he wins. I still um, cry at points when, you know, I shouldn't. Um, but I think a lot of that is nostalgia from me as a child and remembering how I felt when I watched this film. This by far is my favourite out of all of them. It's not the best story. I mean, it's been rehashed. But I think it's the glitz and the glamour of everything um, and the songs I love. So with this, I, like Stallone, will give this a seven and a half rounds with drago <laughs> okay um like i say i know it's not a, a great movie but i do still enjoy it i still really love it all right my go yep it's a fun movie in it it is fun yeah um rocky one's the better made film this is the film i'm you give me a choice of watching two of them i'll watch this one again yeah sometimes there's a lot of fun in enjoy in going this thing's only 91 minutes, even with credits. Yeah. Oh, I'll take that. It goes very quickly. Yeah. And it, 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 you know, it sort of establishes ideas and concepts and it makes it, it's really, it's really, I mentioned the 72 Canada Russia series. It's really hard for a film to go, you know, the guy who's the world heavyweight champion in a minute, you're going to think he's the underdog. Mm. That's not easy. No. No, you had to sacrifice Apollo Creed to do it and it could have been done better. But at the end of the day, the story is a simple one. And as I said, sometimes simple ones where, sure, Ebert called it predictable, but sometimes predictable is this is what you want. I'm going to give you what you want. And sometimes that's the joy of movies. You walk out going, yeah. Not everything has to be Citizen Kane and Rosebud. No. And I love those films. Not everything has to be Whiplash. And I, I love hate that those film. films. <laughs> uh, where I would go with is I have a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, I think it's part of the reason why you go to the movie. Mm. it doesn't excuse the flaws that are here and the flaws that are here are profound mm -hmm. so in and in my prediction to a question we asked earlier i'm going to say seven total words of dialogue said by dolph lundgren in the film out of 10 yeah well done yeah no it's all right so it's, it's it's a fun film i definitely preferred it more than i preferred scrooge last week which i gave a six or six and a half to yeah it's a better film i'd watch it uh, hands down yeah hands yeah, down. yeah, yeah. um and <laughs> As we said, well, I'll leave that for the end. <laughs> I'll leave that for the end because I think I've just stumbled upon my end line. I nice. So, here we go. But we got one more group of characters we got to say hi to. We do. And I do say, well, group, pair at least. It's carol singers. Greetings, BFE podcasters. This is Katie and Reverend Bruce wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And speaking of the new year, before we go there, let's look at a year in review with Reverend Bruce's choices of movie reviews. We began the year from Scotland with Chariots of Fire. Woohoo! We then went to Casablanca. I'm shocked, shocked to find that there's gambling going on in here. <laughs> then my favorite was absolutely the town where our namesake, Dougie McRae, 
and his compatriots tried to rob the Cathedral of Boston. Can you believe they tried to rob Fenway Park? No. It's crazy. Anyway, the home of the Red Sox. Then we ended up the year with Singing in the Rain. We've got some good ones on tap for 2023. What was your favorite from 2022, Katie? Hmm. Well, that's hard to say. There's so many good ones. Well, I love Chariots of Fire, as you know. And then I loved analyzing the Black Panther and all the metaphors. But, uh, but yeah, Casablanca, Singing in the Rain, those are all really good ones. Which one did we disagree on the most? I bet it was Is it the bullet? bullet. Is it bullet? Yeah. <laughs> you don't like Steve McQueen, do you? No, I don't think he's cool. He's supposed to be cool, but oh well, different generation. Yeah. Well, we wish you a Merry Christmas and all the best of success in 2023. And as Tiny Tim said, God, God bless, bless us, everyone. Oh, it's the first time we've actually heard Katie's voice. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun having Reverend Bruce on, as we did all of our BFFs, the BFE. But yeah, those four episodes were a lot of fun to do, and and, and showed a great deal of variety mm-hmm. in those. I don't think anybody brought more of a disparate panel. Yeah, than Reverend Bruce going all the way from Chariots of Fire to the classic cinema of Singing in the Rain. Uh, yeah, old school movie musical of Singing in the Rain to uh, the town. Very gritty, low, independent. I that one. Oh. Still not seen it. And then, of course, Casablanca, which, I mean, he's knocked a couple off my my yeah, my, yeah. my bucket list. And speaking of bullets, <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to be hearing a fair bit of that because we've got our besties and our resties happening in early 2023, yeah. where we'll give you what we thought our best choices were yeah. in a bunch of categories. And this is the last film that's eligible. The last film eligible is... Rocky Mm 4. So (laughs) might it take a couple spots on George's list? We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. Um, It's going to be interesting for George to have to put it together, the thoughts on this and Bullet. I don't even remember Bullet. Which one is Bullet? Steve McQueen. It's it's the car chase. Yeah. The 11-minute car chase. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've genuinely blocked it out of my brain. Yeah. It's gone already. I'm shall, we, sorry. shall we rewatch it? I'm not, no. sure, I'm not sure what happened. I think that was the question we were having. Yeah, I think that's probably why it's gone from my so, brain. So to our Patreon backers, expect to see nomination forms coming your way. You get to vote on every single award that we're going to do. So I'm going to make up a Google Doc, and George is going to post it out to you on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on the Patreon, you're like, I want to be part of that, there's still time. Patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. The plan is... I have said this. Is anybody at the best friend or BFF tier? We're going to do live and uncensored when we do the besties and the resties. And any ties mm. we have, yeah. we're going to let our panel decide who wins wow. out nice. of a tie. So the Ooh, power will shift power. from this side of the tribal council to the other <laughs> side. So you'll get a vote as a part of the Patreon fifth chair overall vote, but then you'll also get to decide the ties. So that is the goal. So you show up, you can help frame. Ethan is going through the, the first two years, besties and resties. So we have a history of what's won previously. Yeah. So there we go. Cool. So that will be that. So all that's left to do really is talk about what we're doing when we join you for our first episode of 2023. Can you believe it's nearly 2023? Nope. I still feel like I'm living in the 90s. <laughs> or, in this, or in this week's case, the 80s. The 80s, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here we go. For next week, for 2023, 
we're going back in time even just a little bit further. Maybe not in release date, but definitely in setting to a world, not a Cold War, one might argue a very, very hot war, and how one person's voice couldn't end the war, but it made it a lot easier. Is it? Robin Williams as Adrian Cronauer. Good morning, Vietnam. It's hot. Damn Damn hot. hot. Yeah. Wow. Good movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it's an anniversary. I see him come into his own. I guess anniversary. It's Robin Williams. I think it's his first Oscar nomination. Oh, so George, I'm assuming you've never seen this. Never seen it. Okay, it's 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 powerful. Mm. Okay. Powerful, very very. very very powerful movie. So yeah, so that'll be next week. All right, so that will be our first one of that, and then that episode. I think I'm going to try and see if we've got the moxie because we got to do we got to do the, the besties and the resties at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we record the besties at the end of that. Oh, okay. And see if we can do a double dip in that one. Yep. We'll see how people. I'm are just feeling. looking at you through tired eyes at the moment, yeah. going. Ah. Yeah, I know. I know. Because <laughs> some point, either, it's either that or, or midweek. I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind doing a midweek, but it's just it's just a, do people want to do it in one? Or they want to do it in, in two, and it might just be how people are feeling on that weekend and we let children know but yeah okay we'll sort that out we'll sort that out yeah Ask me oh, after right. christmas <laughs> indeed and we want to wish everybody out there the absolute best of christmases we've, we've been lucky enough to hear i want to thank everybody who managed to get thoughts in i know there's some who are gonna go oh i forgot and yeah that's okay yeah. that's okay and uh same with i mean it took me forever to get a thing over to carlo for his show's birthday <laughs> but i eventually got it but it's like a little reminding so we know sometimes life gets in the way and so if you've been a listener for one episode you've been a listener for 100 episodes thank you so much mm-hmm. um thank and, you. and for those of us those of you who uh have have joined the patreon and just tried to show your appreciation and support for the show thank you doubly so yeah we uh, really really appreciate it it's been fantastic and that's due to the ones whose voices you know and we heard them some of them mm-hmm. today yeah. but also some of them the ones who, who, who you might not and who we know only through you know smaller sort of communications uh, your engagement uh, your listenership your enthusiasm helps us do what we do mm-hmm. every time we get some feedback it, it just it just helps that community feel and when I was asked by someone why do you think your Patreon's working and it was very kind of them to say the word working uh, I said I think it's that sense of community it I is. said I feel like we've really got a little a little little chunk of the of the internet of the world for ourselves here. And, that, and, and that's and that's quite nice. We've made friends with people we never thought we never would have with possible, no. Told, and, and and all over. All over. All the world. over. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much. And specific thanks, of course, too. I'm talking about Reverend Bruce. I'm talking about Julene Hermes, James DeGuzman, Dwayne Smith, Katie McRae, Ian Davies, Lena Oberholzers, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, the Yeetmeister, Nate the Great, Cheesy, Andy Dixon, Holly Callen, Richard, and Ryan Kuketz. Thank you yeah. so very much. If you want to be added to that list of the patron saints, the BFE, if you will, <laughs> patron saints, patreon.com slash B. F E this holiday season. So that's really all that's left. We'll put a bow on 2022 with, I suppose, this. Please join us next week and next year. Yeah. When we tackle the Vietnam War dramedy. Part drama, but part comedy, but heavily drama. Yeah. yeah. In the Robin Williams star making. Energetic as a movie, movie and, as well. Yeah. Almost like Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. Four. 
That's still never happening. I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And this was a bit weird this week. We ended up with a surprising Christmas Carol adaptation. Sometimes you hear, God bless us, everyone. And sometimes you hear, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. <laughs>